0: Reveille, revely, docks. Look at us now,
2: tip to tip. This is our life. This is our passion. That's the spirit
0: we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat. Hey, Feliz Año Nuevo. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. It's 2023. It's the 2nd of January. Your very first 2023 MK. Hi, everyone. I'm merely one half of your hosting duo. I join you. From the capital of Estados Unidos right here in Washington, D.C. My name is Luke Thomas, and I look very yellow today. I'm not sure what's going on with the jaundice on my face, but there it is. (laughs) It was Uh, all yellow. Yeah, I I, I might have jaundice, but this man is pinker than Country Time Lemonade. He's the king of Connecticut. He's my friend and yours, although he's going to join me here this this, this, uh, week down in my neck of the woods. It's Brian Campbell. Hi, Brian. How are you? Oh, hi, Luke. It's
2: great. It's great. It's great to be heard and seen. Uh, on this side of the new year 2023 a new year luke but no limits for uh for morning combat for you and me personally for the extent that we're willing to damage our bodies in the name of lazy ass living you know <laughs> and that's really the reality of it all but uh hopefully we love our families along the way and win some more podcast awards but luke what did you say in spanish to open you said uh, happy new year yeah how do you say that
0: feliz año nuevo
2: I would say, Luke, that I hope in 2023, as it pertains to MK, that I continue to help bring the, put the, uh, put the huevos in, uh, Feliz Año Nuevo, Luke. Okay. Let's yeah, there's absolutely no Wavo
0: in, in Nuevo, but let's uh, absolutely
2: bring it Luke. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? Mo- Luke, mobbles Luke. Okay.
0: B- BC, is that a picture of Michigan J frog on your shirt? <laughs> or is that a picture of you walking into the studio when you're late?
2: I mean, this is my life. This is my passion. Luke, this is the spirit that I'm looking to bring to combat sports in two thousand twenty three. Okay. This best is the face.
0: That. This is the face that BC makes every time he's trying to regale the room with his stories of Naugatuck, Connecticut. Let me assure you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, look at that. That is, I mean, two twins. It's a Spider Man meme pointing at each other right there. Amazing. Uh how was your how was your New Year's? Did you do anything fun or special for it this time or what?
2: No, I I laid under the covers and watched some badass music documentaries, Luke, and missed the ball dropping, but, uh, you know, that's that's much more than
0: adequate at this age. What what do your kids and wife do? Do they do, like, a stay-up-late thing?
2: Nah, you... Wife went to sleep early, one son didn't make it, the other one made it to midnight, but just watched TV, yeah. I mean, it was low-key, but, you know, I gotta tell you, Luke, post... Now, this also coincides with being an old POS, but post-pandemic, I love low key shit, man. Those was, this was the best Christmas to New yeah. Year's stretch I've ever had of doing absolutely nothing. And I, you know, while I've I've recently attended some weddings, went to a Thanksgiving family party, and it rekindled that. Like, oh crap! Like I should see more people. I've got this amazing family that loves me. I also like not showering, Luke. And it's been an aggressive, intense stretch of just not doing anything. And sometimes, Luke, I mean, sometimes you got to unplug. You know what I'm saying, Luke? Before they unplug you. You know I'd think about it I'd sit on that for a while okay I'd spread eagle on that that's shit, deep
0: you know? that's deep <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i mean i've been sitting around because we've been sick so uh that was i had a similar i guess experience but not really based on how i was feeling i sound a lot i think i sound a lot better today right do i sound a lot better i think I yeah feel like you I look
2: better too you look a lot better yeah
0: Luca, anyway I- uh, so we i don't know if you know this i didn't know this until i, I married my wife so this is not something i was you know ultimately familiar with and I don't think it's exclusive just to Colombia. I think it's like a lot of Latin America does this but dude they take like New Year's is a big deal for them not really just the partying part of it but I don't know if you know this like you have to uh, put your wedding ring in the champagne glass and then you have to toast it right then you have to eat a grape 12 grapes and you have to make a wish on every 12 grapes you're supposed to wear a certain color underwear then you have to pack your luggage and run around the block with your luggage and if you think i'm doing a bit dude i'm not doing a bit like they many many people in that part of the world celebrate those kinds of eccentricity kind of
2: sounds like a spared airlines flight to me luke
0: (laughs) no well yeah because you don't end up going anywhere you just haul your shit around all the place dude they just can't dude southwest showed up to the airport was like we're just not going to do this today like fuck your flights like yeah. uh we're just going to go home eat a dick so there you go we're not going to do that today on MK though we got a lot to get to today so thumbs up on the video please hit subscribe what were you we going to say BC I,
2: look we have actual MMA to break down and shout out to the uh Bellator versus Rising card for entertaining us this weekend there was some very high points i enjoyed but look are you going to you know it is it is a new year do you you know i'm hoping you're going to turn over some of these leaves okay these these new leaves what do you have like a personal you know, professional MK uh, resolution to share with the people?
0: An MK resolution. You or, know, or I, will t- I will tell you this. I, and then you could tell the audience the truth here. I asked you last week, you know, as your co-host and friend, what, what what was something that I could do better on MK, in your opinion? And one of the things you said was you could probably listen to me a little bit better. <laughs> Act I like think... you're
2: enjoying the process. Maybe <laughs> yeah. was what I should have well, said. The, I,
0: yeah. <coughs> that, <coughs> excuse me not fully recovered yet um i thought that was pretty fair so actually talked to my wife about making a checklist of things i could do to make sure that i'm keeping up with that and we're going to see if that works or not but i think right, for well, me let me finish let me finish there are some metrics that i have in mind but i want to talk about those with mikey first But in terms of like you to me and then me to the audience i think if i can get better about not wandering off mentally when i shouldn't be I think that would fix a lot of problems.
2: That's very humble and introspective. I appreciate that. Uh, I'll share mine. I, apparently, I'm being teased by the producers, Luke, that this will reappear later in the show. So. I'll, I'll hold off we'll continue okay. that discussion later but um thank you mk fans Let, let's start this new year and luke um i know you were going to get to it but is there a bigger gong we can bang about the new year than bringing up wednesday february 8th uh, 2023 uh king's place in london damn i'm yeah, excited man. yeah okay. yeah uh,
0: mk to the uk and folks we don't know how often this is going to happen this might be a one-time thing grand opening grand closing So you might as well get in there while the the getting's good. You can get your tickets at the QR code on the screen right now if you're watching on YouTube. Or, of course, I think you can go to pod-live.com to get tickets. I think you can also get tickets at some other places, but those would be our preferred spots for you to get them. February 8th, King's Place, me and BC, and then you folks out in the United Kingdom or the surrounding areas, come join us. We we probably will have some guests as well, but it's going to be a fun time BC, anything else to add to that?
2: Yeah, well, we're going fishing for some big guests, so uh, I think you're going to enjoy in the end who we end up bringing on with us. But I don't even care if we don't bring any guests, Luke. This is going to be a 90-minute session of uh, unadulterated and consensual love between uh, podcast hosts and and podcast listeners and viewers. And also, you know, our like you said, our invasion to the MK in the UK. I get to, you know, I, my name is Scottish, Luke. People people don't tend to bring that up about me a lot. You know I've been adopted by the Welsh. And we can pause a lot of my French and Lithuanian backgrounds and just say that, you know, I'm also an eighth Irish, which is true, Luke. So this is going to be a, a, a reunion of sorts in a lot of ways. It's going to be intimate. And I'm not doing a bit here. There's not many tickets left. And I get DM after DM of fans who are like, "Hey, remember me from that funny moment in this episode? I'm going to be there, bro." And this it's it's touching, Luke. I mean, you know that Jan 6 scowser who who uh, took a picture under our billboard in Liverpool with that MAGA hat on, Luke? That guy's mm-hmm. going too. I mean, this is wild, you
0: know? It's going to be a really fun time. So that's going to be the And listen, there might be some more announcements around that date about some other fun things we might do, but but this is the main course. This is all guns trained on the same target, February 8th, King's Place in London, England. Join us there. We can't wait to see you. Also BC, neither of us are wearing it and I see you've resorted to your less dad but more acceptable hat.
2: Yeah, one love in in this New Year, Merch. Luke,
0: okay. Merch. Merch store, Morningcombat.store. I don't know if we've really refreshed it for the New Year, but I'm sure we will very soon.
2: I mean, I think RJ uh mouth in, mouth uh <laughs> I think RJ Luke, uh he's been a little quiet. I don't know if he's vacationing, uh but we know we know he's the goat of merch and we'll give him a pass cuz he's on the uh, RJ right Dunkle Red Tube. Yeah, I mean, he is just—he's taken that no hitter into the ninth. I mean, what else can we say about him? The guy's fantastic. But uh, I don't know if there's any codes or any or sales. But you know, it's the best merch in the game. Look, it really is. You know, and I—I—I I, I tend to use a lot of different MMA podcasts merch. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. Look, I don't really don't know comparatively, but it's good quality. I'm enjoying it.
0: it, right? is, it is, I, I, you know, I've done the merch thing solo. Um, our stuff's a lot better than that. Uh, it's yeah. a lot better than that. So, uh, you, it, by the way, I was walking down the street the other day. This was last week when I was still sick, and I was going to CVS to get some throat lozenges, and I had my green bomber jacket on, and some dude walked out. I was walking up the street. This is, like, on 12th Street over here. I'm walking up the street, and uh, this dude walked out of, like a, like, a vet or something. Or, no, a, a dog a grooming bed. service. <laughs> a, a bed, a, <laughs> Really? No, no, a dog, a dog grooming service. And he was like, hey, man, that's a real nice jacket. Where'd you get it? And I was proud to tell him. I was like, yo on Fuck my motherfucking mama. podcast, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't call him a bitch, but I did yeah. tell him where he could go. Morningcombat.store. Was,
2: right. was his name Rafiyan Stotz by any chance or luck or no? No,
0: no. no I, nor, nor was he. He wasn't a black guy either. He was just a normal old white dude here in town. Hey,
2: real quick. Speaking of both Jan 6 and BC and DC, we're going to be reunited this week in your home city, Luke. In your, in yeah, your, dude. Uh,
0: Friday is January 6th, and we're trying to figure out what to do because I was telling the crew before this, <laughs> Like did we or did tourist, we not
2: have a pre-show meeting about this, the Capitol steps, Luke?
0: True or false? Friday right? is January 6th, which is a special day in the history of this show. <laughs> I mean, all <laughs> our
2: fans are going to be there anyway, Luke, right? It's like, you know. Uh,
0: what I was going to say was, for folks who may not realize this, if you're like going and touristing and like taking photos and stuff, they won't stop you. But if you post up and then try to like, like with a set and then try to record, it, you, you have to have a permit to do that. They actually will stop you there for that. So we got to figure out what to do, but I I would like to do some special content around Friday, January 6th in Washington, D.C. I think it'd be kind of fun. So (laughs) Jan Sixers
2: unite. I mean, if Pat Militick shows up, will we be impressed and honored from our podcast or was he there anyway? Luke, that's the question we have to ask for all of our guests, but that's not a bad way to pool a huge audience, Luke, by showing up on the steps and going live with your podcast.
0: You know, the worst things have been done. Yeah. including our previous January sixes Yeah, they uh,
2: smeared shit, Luke. I mean, they have done worse things. Yeah. All
0: right. Uh lastly but not least, Morning Combat, uh, certainly at gmail.com. Oh, we don't want to forget Showtime. Showtime.com is the label that pays. Showtime.com. You can get a 30 day free trial if you like it. You can keep it. If not, you can bounce. And then again, remember for the first six months, if you sign up, 3 99 a month. I mean, you get everything on that one. Uh so you, you get not just Bellator, not just boxing anything Showtime produces including all the stuff on the library you'd be you'd be wise to take advantage of that deal uh, and by the way there is the Tank Davis fight this Saturday from my understanding it is going forward I guess we shall see. One never Showtime knows. Showtime pay this per stuff.
2: view. Hector Luis Garcia. Luke. That's right. That um, will
0: not be on regular Showtime. That will be on Showtime pay per view. But you and I will be there. You and I will. Yeah. Be there.
2: All access is out on that, and uh, we'll have a lot more uh, heading into that fight this week. But Luke, now it's time to look back, right? I mean, what a Let's fun look event. Back. Let's look back. All right. Yeah. So there
0: actually was an MMA event over the weekend. I got to say, I, I didn't. I wasn't one of the guys who really. Was super sad about the decline of Japanese MMA because I thought it was kind of on a bubble for a long time. But then it went like too far away and I kind of missed it a little bit. This was nice to get a show back on New Year's Eve, which is, of course, a big tradition in Japanese MMA, both in K1 and Pride and some other uh, organizations as well. Here we had Bellator versus Ryzen for topic number one. We will get into the McKee fight and the Pitbull fight and the Horaguchi fight and everything else. But let's talk some overall impressions. BC Bellator went five and zero against Ryzen again. We'll talk about that as well. But in terms of the overall overall takeaways from this event, what would you say broadly stood out to you?
2: Uh, the the pageantry, and that's and that's not unexpected for anyone that's had history watching MMA in Japan or New Year's Eve cards or pro wrestling or you know anything uh, involving the the passion and the pageantry, which really Luke was the spirit behind my original uh, karate chop to the hand apology is about that type of like showmanship and you know it it, you felt that and i love seeing the active uh, bellator fighters in a different environment with the ropes instead of the cage with the slightly different set of rules and you know the brutality of the all kicks being legal and all that it brought it brought an edge and a fire to it and I think overall, look, everyone fought with a lot of passion. They looked happy to be there. It was promotion versus promotion. You can certainly play that angle up, and to that degree, boy, did Bellator shine in in these matchups. And you know, they brought they brought their A game. They brought some of their biggest names in company history. But you know, the only really look, the only criticism I have to be real is is the whole tape delay idea. You know, it's I, it's 2023. I would have loved to have the chance in the states to have watched this live. Would I have been up at the time? I don't know. You know, it could have been situational, but. Um, that's the only, you know, issue I had because the matchmaking was great. The, the fights had passion and a lot of skill, by the way, a lot of, you know, good grappling exchanges and, uh, and it was really interesting to see, I mean, there were, I mean, in each fight, Luke had little different spurts of 15, 30 seconds a minute that were just insane. Uh, they were fought at a high level. But, you know, I love the the extra drizzle on top. I love the pageantry that went with it. And it was good to see the Bellator fighters getting this type of close-up with the, with the uh, you know, the themed introductions and the costumes and all that. Um, it, it was a show, Luke, and I was here for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I didn't love the ring um, I think it got in the way in the Horiguchi fight. I think it got in the way in the AJ McKee fight. But that's a separate thing from like overall takeaways. Overall takeaway is, listen, dude, I mean, Scott Coker runs Bellator, but I've been covering Bellator events long before he ever got there. I mean, I saw Rampage's debut against Joey Beltran in Atlantic City in the now defunct Revel Casino. Like, I mean, I've been covering Bellator for a long time uh and i'll say this this is the best bellator in terms of a show and how it looked this was the best bellators ever looked uh most elevated and it well i'm gonna throw a
2: bellator dublin on that level to you luke that felt something was special so okay so that was
0: electric in terms of the crowd and the energy and the overall scene fair enough but i mean in terms of taking a product and showing us its most elevated state of itself i mean remember like folks were wondering why it was like tape delay this was really just a Ryzen event that Bellator was invited to, right? The Japanese shot this event. The Japanese production team shot this event and then they sold the rights back or the, for the for English language back to Fight TV and then Showtime, as the through Bellator as their partner, eventually got the tape delay rights. But that's why it was on tape delays because Ryzen has all of these rights uh, controlled and then they gave it to Fight TV for the immediate pay-per-view. Um, for New Year's Eve, but it was essentially produced by the Ryzen uh, uh, production team, and I gotta say, it just it looked tremendous. Now, I don't love the ring, and it, to be clear, and fair to Beltor as well, they use the, for example, they use the the ramp and everything. But dude, did, like, did you see the intro, the walkout by Juan yeah. Archuleta, and badass. then they had the they had the the lighting, and then they had the ramp, but then they had that little smoke underneath. Oh my God, dude, that looked amazing and even it the, looked the, amazing
2: the video package that opened the main card
0: that With the led Pride to theme to, music in the background to, to
2: banners dropping yeah look that's what i'm saying like the pageantry of it it wasn't just like oh cool that guy's in a costume it was like oh shit you know fight night like it, it really sets that that tone and and you know this is the first time it's been done obviously but really in comparison you don't see this i mean I, I, you don't see consistently this level of presentation it's like when Traditional American boxing goes to the UK and we see Anthony Joshua coming out lighting, you know, giant letters of his initials on fire. And it's just sort of like, damn, for the right event, for the right platform. And this was certainly it with the New Year's Eve set up with the theme of promotion versus promotion. There's a place for theatrics like that in in this game. I mean, there, there of course there is, Luke. And th- this was, uh, dude, it, w- it was cool. It was cool to see, you know, what was coming next. It, so that that's where it had that pro wrestling unpredictability. It's like, okay, who's coming out next? Dressed as what? What are we going to see? And obviously, the fights have to back it up, but they did. They backed up sort of in a, the intense setting of the pageantry, but you know, not too comical. Also, these guys are going to come to kick some ass. And if yeah, you like, soccer, also, I'll say, say this one more up. thing.
0: One more thing in defense of Horizon too, like we ignore them a little bit on the show in part because it's like you know, Combate global does really good ratings, but it's not. They don't have like the upper tier of the sport, and so it's hard to know exactly like what to pay attention to there ryzen's in a similar position but dude they had nearly twenty four thousand people at this event that would make it three thousand more than the most sold out event that the ufc had all year i mean dude the japanese showed up for this one not maybe the way they did for pride but certainly much better than a lot of the other things you see in, in the in the broad swath of mma in 2022 which i thought was impressive now bc bellator went five and oh but they were all decisions now let's be fair I will say this. I don't think the fights were bad at all. I thought they were fine. In some cases, good. I was hoping for a little bit more combustibility. If that makes sense. Was that an unfair thing to expect?
2: No, I I think with the all-star game feel with the exciting nature of a lot of these fighters, tendencies and skill sets. And, you know, it, it was as if like the fights didn't matter because it doesn't affect their title placement or even their record in Bellator. So there was the idea why you could see some, some craziness. Uh, I think you know it was worst case scenario to see all five fights end up going to the decision. They weren't fight of the year contenders, bomb burners, but look, there was moments in each one. I thought there was an overall level of intensity, and I thought there were there were definitely circumstances where they tried to elevate that. You saw some crazy attempts. Uh, there was, I mean, there was a lot of combustibility in little pockets. I mean, round two of the main event in particular, Satoshi mm-hmm. versus AJ McKee, what, got got a little bit of that spectacular uh, firework back and forth, dramatic, aggressive moves in. Uh, you know, look, some of that, you, you set the table, you make the bed, you know, you hope they show. It It, it didn't fully connect and, and, and combust, but uh, the intent was there, Luke, and I
0: was in I, I would say, in general, the the Bellator working with Ryzen, and really, again, this was really a Ryzen event that Bellator was invited to. Again, it, it was entirely produced by the Ryzen team and everything else, but the combination of what the two organizations could do together to elevate both brands I would say in general worked really well and i really enjoyed it uh, i do agree on the tape delay there and how
2: about you know the the go better solution Spe- speaking of goats luke i got this for christmas here it's a, it's a little it's a little goat it's like
0: a screaming goat, but uh, we talk about are, goats. Are you probably. doing the Thor Love and Thunder bit again? N- no,
2: we, we talk about goats too much, but you know that goat, Mauro Ronaldo. he he, uh, he shouted you out on the broadcast. He the did during for the him.
0: AJ McKee fight, I, guess, when I call, People want to forget that I called it the mckee team Yeah, they, they're, they're actively they to trying
2: to forget, but not Moro, not Mo, not my man. All right. right,
0: with that in mind, let's talk about the fights themselves. Topic number two, we start with the main event, AJ McKee. He gets the decision nod. Over Roberto Satoshi or Roberto D'Souza, he's on Satoshi in Japan via unanimous decision. BC, how did you score it? What's your sense of what you learned in this fight?
2: Uh, you know, I had it for McKee. I don't remember. I wasn't actively scoring this round by round, Luke. Uh, as I and Ryzen doesn't.
0: judge. We'll talk about Ryzen judging. They, I mean, that's part of it, right?
2: Because they don't yeah. judge it that way. But that's. But all you know, I think overall, look, I I learned that McKee if this is a full-time move to lightweight, which outside of a trilogy for the featherweight title against Patricio, it, it, you know, all signs appear for that. Um, I like how he's adjusted. You know, that Spike Carlisle fight was weird, but he's still overall, you know, dominated, but it was wild, not a control, but seeing him in, in some legitimately, You know, situations where he looked great, round one, you know, getting the top position on the ground really just looked dynamic there. But having to overcome some challenges of Satoshi taking his back and, and providing that legitimate submission threat and the way that he responded. Look, I think he's, you know, at 27, put the weird loss to Patricio. Not weird, but close, but, you know, unspectacular behind him. I like the direction he's heading at lightweight. This was a very good challenge to him. Uh, I thought overall he had answers to anything Satoshi had to bring to the to the table. And no, he didn't get the finish. Nobody did in the end in this card. But I, I like the direction AJ's heading on. And this was a fun fight. And I think he really tried to make it that.
0: You know what I learned? I, I, this is true, I think, over the course of the card. It is harder to wrestle in the Ryzen ring. You don't have as much of the assistance from the rule sure. set, number one because, uh, uh, you know, you can get kicked and need anywhere. And then two, obviously the, rings, uh, the ropes themselves make it harder. But I think the rising guys are at a pretty big disadvantage when it comes to fighting someone who has to compete in a rule set or a surface where wrestling is at a premium, and then they can take the skills that they've honed and bring it over. Excuse me. It seems to me that if you spend the majority of your time in an organization where wrestling isn't as much of a priority, you're going to be at a disadvantage even when you stay in that rule set and bring in somebody else over who does have all that wrestling built in, even for the small pockets where it's relevant, they can just tend to dominate position a lot more easily than you see some of these rising guys doing that. I agree. I thought at 155, the Spike Carlisle fight was really fun for AJ, but a little bit like shouldn't have been as close as it was. Not that it was right. super close, but you get the idea. Um, and this was a little bit closer than I thought it was going to be too. I will say this. I think AJ is going to be more competitive at 145, but he's fast at 155 and he does have a lot of skills i would like to see him put to put it together in a more direct focused planned kind of attack he seems to me like still like he looks to me like he does all of his homework and knows all the things he has to worry about but then just kind of lets it flow and i understand well, I mean, the value like, of that too but this I, was I, the don't, found I don't it. let Last thing i'm gonna say this I don't think that's the best way for him to get the right. optimal results in the weight class.
2: I think this was the setting, the All-Star Game feel, the, you know, romanticism of fighting in Japan on New Year's Eve. I think he tried to bring the flair to it, had a couple moments also, you know, slipped near danger but was able to get out of it. But I think overall, Luke, this got me what? Even more if that's even possible, excited about what a fight against uh, Usman Nurmagomedov next year could look like whether that comes in the you know in the setup of the grand prix that we're suspecting breaks out here uh or not when they finally meet i think this was for me okay you can pick out some things like you just did but this gives me even more confidence that i have no idea what this fight is going to look like or who's going to be able to implement control but boy can i not wait to find out
0: what did you make of McKee using some of the new rule set trying to stomp Head kick his way around using like guard pass step overs to then try and throw a soccer kick. I gotta say, like, not all of it worked, but I loved it. I I loved it, it. dude. The rule set, the rule set from judging and then the rule set for fighting in America is by far not the best one. It is not even close to the best one, dude. I, we not, we, you know, like, sometimes the, the best horror movies
2: are really just suspenseful movies that that constantly tease that something's going to happen and then it never quite does. You know, I mean, Psycho is like the greatest example of that. The, this tease, just the tease of having the potential plus element of soccer kicks or, you know, flying knees or something crazy, it, it kept me on, it kept that extra edge in the air. So it's like the idea of legalizing all of that, you know, uh, kicks to grounded opponents, 12-6 elbows, all that. I know a lot of the population of the Emmy audience is just like, Dude, why don't we already do that? What are we doing here? Um, th- that really added to the excitement level. Like, like I was waiting for, for Patricio to kick the guy in the face. He tried finally at the end. He almost connected Luke, but um, it brings back. And look, anytime in modern, full, well rounded mixed martial arts where we are, you know, where the skill level's through the roof. Anytime something can give that old nostalgic spark feel that that's something gnarly can happen, Luke, that, 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 really was the initial feeling you got watching this sport at, you know, UFC one like that. Oh, shit. Uh, I, that added edge, man. I liked it, Luke. I liked it to the level of even going. Yeah. Wait, why do we not have that again, Luke? I mean, can, can you, can you talk me off that casual ledge for entertainment purposes
0: only? Because it was fun watching that shit. Which which part do we not have? Are you referring to specifically?
2: Really, just the kicks to the downed downed opponent. I mean, yeah. where do you weigh in on that, Luke? I you know in general, um, because I think it was that great. we.
0: I, I, here's what I believe. I'm I'm against stomps. I don't like stomps, um, and I think that if there's a way to include knees to the head of a downed opponent based off of a um, wrestling situation, where in yep. other words, if they're on their back, no, but if they're on their base. Light them up. Light them up. I think it makes wrestling much more interesting. I think it creates better scrambles. I think we we have... I don't, this this event was a great reminder that I don't think that the Ryzen model is the best model either. Right? That's not what I'm suggesting. But we have ceded a lot of control to wrestling in MMA in the United States. And now I think that's why we have this overcorrection on the rule set. Yep. Right? We have this overcorrection on the rule set to kind of account for it. Whereas... If you change the fighting surface, or and or you change some of the rules, you may not have to change the judging criteria around it because the action is much more organically dynamic and moving. It doesn't stall out as much. I, I I think we're missing something there.
2: All right, so that's brilliant. And now let's 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 find the middle ground to make this work. You said you don't like stomps, and in in many situations, I would agree with you. Although it was fun to see AJ McKee, for example, try to do that sort of flying stomp move. It looked almost Michelle Padeta like. Um, okay. So what if we are just not allowed to stomp or kick somebody on their back, but the whole idea of the debate over, are they down on one knee? Do they have the hand down? What if we just got rid of that? What if you fall to a knee, you're open season for kicks or or, or knees coming at you? I mean, you know, I'm I'm
0: totally okay with that. Mm -hmm. Where you
2: just say, okay, if they're on their back, if they're on the ground, I can't stop them. I can't soccer kick them. But if they're up on it, you know, at least one knee, man, that's fair game to your, to your genius point you just made there what would all of this do to change the overall effectiveness of a dominant wrestler? Like all these hammers look coming from the same area. That's interesting. It I don't know if that the overcorrection dude, look at how, is look at needed, Dimitris... but is it wanted though? It might, yeah, we dude, might look, want
0: look, to... look, look at how Demetrius Johnson lost to Sergio Moraes the first time. Yeah. Right. Same kind of situation. If you just stall out under a double like that, and it doesn't go your way, you got to move into one or you're going to get lit up. And here's the sort of the mechanical reason behind some of this. Like, To me, explain to me the difference between getting kneed if you shoot on a double and you get stuffed versus getting head kicked. Like, why is one worse than the other? What The only thing I would need to see, and this is why I'm against stomps, BC, if I'm getting stomped and I'm flat on my back, there's nowhere for my head to go. But if I'm on my base and I get hit, my neck has flexion. It has room to move. That is what you would want. Any scenario where there's room to move like that so that the the, the full... Uh, absorption of damage doesn't happen uh, on a closed surface like that you just get a you know none of these when I mean, you're getting hit in the head this is all <laughs> tell bad that, for you tell
2: that to slap commissioner dana white please okay please luke
0: yeah but the point i'm trying to make is um i think that i just i really think that it used to be a lot easier to appreciate this when there was more diversity of organizations across different places in the world, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, where they had different rule set, different world, different time zone, all kinds of stuff. Pride having 10 minute first rounds. And again, not all of those were great either. But you, it, what this event reminded us of is that our rule set in the United States, it's not great. It could be a lot better. Now, with that in mind, BC, we'll go to topic number two, uh, excuse me, topic number three here, excuse me, getting moving on from the AJ McKee fight itself. This one was kind of interesting. Patricio Pitbull scored a unanimous decision win, excuse me, decision win over Clever Koike uh, in the co-main event. Now, BC, what was your major takeaway from this one? And is it a little too little too late from Koike?
2: Yeah, certainly, but but I think the reason for that, Luke, was I mean at 35, damn. Remember at some point this year when we were going, will we'll age catch up or, you know, to to Pitbull? Or or like, does he still want to be here taking on challenges at this level? This performance and really this sneaky calendar year for him, which I'll get to in a second... Was such a kick in the face reminder of who the hell he still is and how vicious he is. And now, look, in this event, the romanticism for him was the return to the Valley Tudo style, which he, you know, came up idolizing in Brazil and the want to soccer kick somebody which he never fully got. But dude, he disciplined his Koike in in by landing shots and really was able to combat, use that that control of the distance just by being a threat so imposingly that I mean, look, look at this calendar year now. I know when we talk about you know, MMA global, not just UFC, who's the fighter of the year. And I think you can still make that strong Alex Podeta, uh case in a lot of ways while still recognizing Demetrius Johnson and one, and you know, the years people had, yeah. Uh, how about Patricio now, when you consider he beat AJ McKee to win back the featherweight title, took a decision over a very strong Adam Boric to defend his title and now moved into this all-star game and beat the, the rise featherweight champion. Uh, it, you know, and it, Damn, dude, he's, I mean, at 35, Luke, he's not going anywhere, but, but into oncoming traffic, uh, wishing the smoke could get there a little faster, dude. He's still got it, man. I mean, did you see anything you're going to pick apart here outside of a a late rush here from Koike?
0: Yeah, not really. I mean, to me, he looked, I mean, we already know this, right? I mean, he's got, his record is 35 and five, right? So this is hardly some kind of grand revelation, but God, he just looked so battle tested so in command so calm you know his style is not as open and wide and aggressive and crazy as it used to be it's a little it's actually a little it's a lot more scientific it's a lot more patient it's a lot more careful still brutal when it needs to be but like he's aging into a style that he can now scale for this next however long the rest of his career goes like this style will work against top tier opposition he won't take a ton of damage fights may or may not be as exciting But he's going to get the w along the way and also bc i'll go back to this uh clever koike had or has a record of 31 and 6. pitbull has a record of 35 and 5. so pretty commensurate amount of experience dude no one's got experience in the trenches like pitbull and you see him shake off that
2: head kick right there luke he shook off that front face kick like it didn't happen dude just just like he
0: has fought in the trenches against all different kinds of guys and it has turned him into something that even though Koike has a similar kind of n- numerical um, experience relative to Pitbull, the quality experience and what it did to him showed to me, like, it, you just didn't get the same out of this experience that Pitbull did.
2: Look, imagine if you're Pitbull entering this new year, and I know he he was interviewed recently by Shaq, and we played some of it on the show, and you can watch that whole thing where he talks about what's most likely for him in 2023. But he, you know, he regained his title in a three-win year, which, again... That's why I don't like voting before the end of the calendar year, because you're like, oh, how do you recalibrate him back into the fight of the year voting, man? He had a hell of a year with big name wins, and this is just gravy what he did on Saturday. But he's 35, yet he's the champion again. He's the pound for pound number one for many in Bellator. And Luke, his options for 2023, depending on which way he aggressively leaned, are potentially get AJ McKee back in a trilogy to defend his featherweight title, Maybe decide to move into the $1 million lightweight tournament to try to chase back the title he gave up so his brother could win it. Or do that thing he's been threatening forever, which is to cut down to Bantamweight and look at who... You know, we're going to end up having Sergio Pettis against the winner of Patchy Mix and uh, uh, Rafian Stotts, which is going to be a fantastic Bantamweight $1 million Grand Prix Final. The winner of that hopefully fights Sergio Pettis, but also, you know, next year or maybe just announcing it next year, people could also go in that direction to try to become a three division champion against any of those killers just mentioned. I mean, who has more like power at this moment in his career yet? If he decided to never fight again, dude, he's like an all time great. And one of those guys who, okay, never had a UFC fight, but he's, he's up high on that list of those guys, you know, Fedor included of just those, just, I mean, immortals, Luke. But he's not going anywhere. And he can go in any of those three directions and chase, you know, chase big time history. It's wild, right?
0: Yeah, I, I and in fact, I don't know if you saw this over the weekend, Duke Rufus, who coaches Sergio Pettis, put out a thing on Instagram, uh basically saying that they would love to fight Pitbull next. Right. So, they, so not, not at even, the
2: same time as the Grand Prix final, right? Like in the same season. I
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're worried about the one fifty five Grand Prix. I think they're saying like bring on Pitbull next for us. Like no, I meant, I meant the
2: the bantamweight final. So, so in the same time frame that you have oh, the Stotts versus mix fight, you just say, "Hey, Pettis is healthy. Let's sub in Patricio right now." That's a dude. That's aggressive promoting. But if Coker and company went in that direction, you'd see you'd see two jeans and Siskels over here, Luke. Right? I mean, come on, bro. Right? Ebert too. All of them guys. Two thumbs up, Rex Reed. Right? I mean, come on. I mean, bro.
0: I got to tell you, like the winner of the Grand Prix, whether it's mix or it's Stotts, having to fight Pettis for the title is great. It's great. I got to tell you, it's maybe a little bit greater if it ends up being Pitbull, right? Like, you the, the boss at the end of the video game is this yeah. guy again? Like, I don't I mean, know, man. Do I think CBS. that's worth trying.
2: <laughs> we could do it on CBS, too, if they want. Luke, I'm here for right. that. Hello, my baby. Hello. Right. I mean, come on, right?
0: Uh, anyway, Clever Koyke, I thought, made an interesting fight of it. He had interesting front kicks, as we saw there, as you indicated. He had some good leg kicking as well. Interesting guard work. But, dude, Pitbull... I mean, he's seen it all, black belt in jujitsu, jitsu his position. You remember how many times did you see Koike try to pull deep half, and then he got completely shut down by Patricio? Like He's just such a well-rounded, talented fighter at this point. It's going to be very hard to get one over on that guy. Yeah, um, he's a
2: hammer for all seasons, Luke. I mean, we're, seriously, we're going to miss him when he's gone. Seriously, love that man. There it is. Yes, yes, stop hammer time. Uh, yeah, all right. Shout out, shout out by the way, to Ilya Tupuriya right there, right?
0: Eh? Yes, of course. All right, topic number four here. We move along the card. BC Koji Horiguchi, he also scored a unanimous decision win over Hiromasa Ogikubo. This is the third fight between them. They fought in 2013 in Shuto. They had a rematch in Ryzen along the Shuto weight class, which was 60 kilograms. That was in 2018. And then, they, of course, fight here in 2022, but at a standard 125. So it was actually the lowest weight either of them had ever fought. BC... I'm going to ask you did we learn anything from this fight? Horaguchi looked very Horaguchi, which is a good thing, but not well, a that's new thing. Well,
2: that wouldn't be the lowest either of them ever fought. Didn't Horaguchi fight for the UFC flyweight title?
0: No, no, no. Uh the lowest either of them ever fought each other. Each other.
2: All right. Um yeah, so third time we Was learn... as I go tip to tip. Yeah, we didn't learn much, but um uh, you know, do do you agree with with the direction that that Big John McCarthy was going on commentary that I mean, look, dude. He came as close as you can come to winning the uh, to winning the Bellator bantamweight title back right there in that fight against Pettis, which was crazy. Then he gets bounced out of the tournament. Is 125 really his best weight class, and should yes. he explore that? You yes. know, we know Bellator doesn't have that division, but he's still isn't he still under contract to Ryzen Luke?
0: Uh, this he actually represented Bellator in this particular event. Obviously, he is a Ryzen and Japanese favorite. But he was a member of Team Bellator. <clears throat> I'm not sure of his contractual situation, to be quite candid with you.
2: Would you, would you, would you like to see him make a run at 125 somewhere yes. globally?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. He can compete at 135. He can, he can. And by the way, as he indicated on the broadcast, and as we all know, he had beaten Darion Caldwell in this particular venue, I think, yeah. to do such a thing. I just don't think that's where he's going to get his best work. I don't think it's where he's going to do the very best things he can do he still is at an age where i think he can make 125 they said he walks around around 143 125 is doable 125 is still doable in and in a you know disciplined fighter's life i would like to see him there he dropped Ogikubo kubo i think at the beginning of the second or the third i mean he was just really in command the entire time Ogikubo had nothing for him Dude, that
2: sequence right there was insane Do you know that sequence i'm talking about luke which one there was there was a slam and a roll. I mean, there was a there was a few of those sequences in these fights, Luke. There was some crazy constant. Show positions him around.
0: doing the ground and pound they showed before. BC. I want to tell you why I hate the the ropes because this is a this is a clear example. And I telegraphed it earlier when I mentioned this fight. Watch him doing this ground and pound here on on the. And by the way, Jason Herzog, great referee. By the way, great referee. In fact, there was one stand up here. Yeah, he drops him here. at the end of the first. Now look at this ground and pound. I mean, you, you know, this is just not great. And he's trying to go through the ropes, and then he goes through it like this. This is just un. I, you know, I don't like this version of it. It seems to be clumsy and mixed and not great for either guy.
2: But that's old school, right there, though. That's Valley Chudo with Luke. That's. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's grimy. And you got to get I ten
0: people on the ropes to like pull it in the right direction. I don't know. You know? I kind
2: of like. I kind of like the added grime. You like that? I don't idea. like that. I don't want. I don't know if I want that on the regular, but this was like a nice departure and diversion. Luke, that sequence I was I was talking about that was in the pit bull fight. That I'm talking about where he got where there was a slam, but then a quick reverse slam. But there was crazy sort of position changes in this one as well. Um, yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm down with Horaguchi at 125 and see what we got here. Luke, he's he does it. You know, age wise, he's still got a lot left. You can certainly see that. And you look back again on that mix loss, and that's more about what Patchy Mix is doing right in the run he's on. And but uh, yeah. Okay, there you go. I would I have it. to
0: believe BC. Now, obviously, I don't know what Bellator's realities or priorities are necessarily here, but um You know, they're investing in women's featherweight, which I think is a thing you can do. It's not the end yeah, of the world. Yeah,
2: ha- they they signed Sarah McMahon, Luke. Shout out, right?
0: Fair enough. And they might get Kayla, in which case investing in women's one forty five over the long term really makes sense. But I don't know why you like globally one hundred twenty five has really grown. I would really like to see them make a run at 125. Um, I don't know if they feel like that's in their best interest or they can't, you know, move uh, the market with it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why they don't have a 125 pound division, but they've got guys who can do 125 pound things at an elite level. It makes sense to give them a home. Look, Beltror doesn't need this because they're, you know,
2: look, they've they've carved out a corner in this market and they're having sustained success up to a certain level. And you know, this was a great night, even though it was a rising show, but it was it showcases the relationships that scott coker has right yes could you ever see i mean look more of these on the regular as part of the bellator schedule and could that ever lead to partnering up with another promotion for a stretch of time i mean it's 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 more you know fantasy fanatical could, could all the organizations join forces and make some superpower i mean you know it's all fantasy but is this the relationship that, that, that you would advise Bellator and Scott Coker to invest more in? Or is it just in general being a friend of the globe and being willing to work with anybody?
0: I, I would just say this. Here's what really stood out to me. We, we kind of discussed this in the first topic, but let me re-articulate it another way. We have so much homogeneity, right? All of these promoters have all of these content deals with these networks, and they want to pump out as much content as possible. And to do that, they turn it into banquet food, right? We're going to make as much as we can at scale to just pump out to meet these demands. And sometimes you get really good banquet food, but a lot of times you don't.
2: Dude, you, can you get bad pasta and meatballs at a, at a banquet or a stag, Luke? You can't, right?
0: You can't. No, but you can get like bad salads. You can get a lot of bad other things too. Yeah, Maybe gross chicken.
2: Yeah, we've been there. Yeah.
0: Here's my point. The, larger, the more you produce it, the harder it becomes to maintain quality. They need to just remix it. The, the, the reason why this event was great was because it was remixed. You didn't just have guys fighting in a different organization here Beltor guys fighting in Ryzen. You had a different fighting surface. You had different rules. You had different things you could do for the intro and all the production and everything else around it. It was completely remixed. We need more remix culture in MMA. Try new. I, like, to your point, the answer to the question is. Should it be these two or just a more openness? I don't know what the answer is, but I would like to see probably the answer is openness. But I, I, I'm i not sure of it because I don't know what the best method is to shake things up and bring something new. But the attempt at it, the willingness to try and Bellator, you know, going over it essentially to rise and, and meeting them on their terms. We need more of that. Yeah. That is what we need. And what it leads to sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But the attempt is what will get us to a better place in the end.
2: Yeah, you want MMA Rodney King in the end, Luke. That's what you're saying.
0: I mean, I don't know what Rodney King has to do with this. Can't we all just get along, Luke? All right? All right. I mean, that's probably the worst way to make that argument. But it's a way. <laughs> no,
2: I, just, I mean, it's, you know, okay. You know, you know what? Uh, Big John is a, is a former LAPD, right? I bet you he's got stories, Luke.
0: I don't know if we want to go down this path. Do we? I
2: was talking more about going to Japan and using the restrooms. I was really wondering how, went, how the weekend went for him. Big John, you know, knows, ever sold... been to
0: Japan and just take a big ass and dump. <laughs>
2: he no-sold my inquiry during our uh, rematch podcast. But, uh, you know, I'm sure he, yeah, I'm sure he went ham over the weekend there. But
0: I'm uh, sure, shout yes. out. All right, BC, last but not least, topic number <clears throat> five: Juan Archuleta. Now, this one is a little bit more interesting. Awarded a split decision victory over Suchil Kim. BC, how did you score it again? We're scoring in totality in the way that. Ryzen does and second part of this does Kim have a legitimate case for winning this bout
2: I think under the scoring that we're the round by round 10-9 scoring I liked Archuleta but is there a larger discussion for Kim is that really your question Luke under this under this scoring pretense yeah you could have argued him uh a, a victory in that regard I was entertained by this fight but I also thought there were key moments here where Juan Archuleta wrote the wrong and stepped up his game and got out of, you know, potentially nasty situations. Dude, here's another guy, again, who's flirting around that age, you know, right in that 35 area where where who knows which direction he's going, but this was a strong effort overall out of him. Are you, are you going to come back with, no, you really have a stronger case for Kim than the one I'm even making here? I mean, could you have gone that way? Yes, but I was fine with Archuleta winning is really what I'm trying to say.
0: I was fine with Archuleta winning. Gaff, if he's listening, I sent him via email a graphic. If you can put the graphic on the screen at any point, let us know when it's ready. I'd love to reference it. But here's the idea. I'm going to read something to you. Ryzen has very different judging criteria. So here's how they do it, BC. One, they have three criteria. One is damage, which they count as basically 50% of the overall, like, what matters. Two would be aggressiveness, which would be 30%. And then three would be generalship. Now, understand something. If there is no significant difference in damage and aggressiveness, the judges will score a zero for both fighters. However, there must be a clear winner in generalship. Go back to the conversation we had about um, guys. Maybe the American system puts too much emphasis on wrestling, but when you take guys who have that emphasis and you bring them into Ryzen, like in this fight in particular, I think it's kind of funny. I think Kim would have won under the unified system, maybe two rounds to one, but I think under this system, based on how heavy generalship is regarded, you get a case where actually Juan Trilletta constantly going for the takedown, constantly trying to get on top, constantly trying to find to the back or whip his opponent around or manipulate his weight or whatever he could do. That actually gave him a bit of the difference in the end. Now, there still is a question of like whether the choke in the first round, and then especially the one in the third round, should have, again, won him those rounds. But Ryzen doesn't do it that way. Um, I think you can make an argument for that. I think online, most of the hardcore fans feel like Kim won. I actually do agree. By Ryzen system, he should have won. But under the American system, I actually think Archuleta loses.
2: Really? So you think Kim wins both ways?
0: No, I think Archuleta wins. That boy, now who's not listening? I think well, Archuleta. No, no, wins. I
2: heard it. I was confused by it. There it so is. Basically so basically, you were the exact opposite of of how I viewed it casually.
0: What I'm saying is, when it was over, I thought in my in my mind from watching fights under the you know ten point must system, I was like, oh, Kim might win this because yes, Archuleta had more control and whatnot, but it was actually the guy like that, especially that choke in the third, bringing him really True. to the point of precipice there that he had to adjust and everything else. I was like, wow, they actually the guy who actually did better work in that sense might have been Kim. But if you look at how much effort, I should say how much uh, weight, so to speak, they give generalship here in Ryzen. You get a situation where it's like, actually, dude, think about how many times it was Archuleta moving into Kim, taking him down, trying to wrestle with him, trying to control him. And he tried to use those knees balance.
2: from top position, Luke. Archuleta right. found a way to utilize those well.
0: Exactly. So I didn't mind the scoring controversy per se, but I do think it's illustrative of how the rule set can give you very different results just based on slight tweaking of, of what they uh, prefer. But you see, in terms of Juan Archuleta, 35 years of age now, Again, something of a controversial win, but I thought overall he looked pretty good. He looked to be in phenomenal shape. Again, he had that crazy intro. He's still a viable player at 135 pounds. Make no mistake about it.
2: Yeah, still. And look, when you get head kicked by Rafion stots, although he was, you know, he had the advantage up until that point, uh, still still a loss. You do wonder anytime you take a KO like that at this age, but yeah, dude, he's been able to use this year to just constantly show us that when when he bites down and goes after it, Luke, and, and gets in that level of shape, but also adds those tiny improvements. Like, Luke, I think he's a much better fighter today than the guy who lost to Sergio Pettis in a you know competitive decision over five rounds. But Pettis was able overall to be a little bit more dynamic, better game plan, use the technique, and just kind of sidestep the straight-ahead attack. Uh, there's a lot more head movement and thought into what Archuleta does. And When you pair that with he's going all-in on the cardio um he's tough he's tough I also think he's been more offensive since that Pettis fight too he's looking to land more damage I guess he's looking to make them count Luke so uh no stone left unturned I think he's still viable for sure I mean this is this was a hell of a win I mean this was you know there was there was a couple moments here where it could have gone south for him
0: I'll just say this I think the casual American fan and maybe the folks watching this show are like what are the significance of these wins if like Bellator won all of them well first of all you could argue that Kim won this one and you could maybe even argue Satoshi might have won against McKee. It's a little harder to make, but I could squint and maybe you know understand the the idea behind it. So one, it, like, it shouldn't have been five zero necessarily, but more to the point, like, dude, these are quality world class opposition. That um, to me, it doesn't tell you like, oh, well, the rising guys were bad. To me, it, like, I respect the rising guys a lot. To me, it tells you like, you might want to start respecting some of these Bellator fighters a little bit more. Um, they're pretty fucking good, especially the one Now these were hand picked all-stars to the point that you had made BC, like having a, a bit of an all-star game, but dude, Pitbull is so in command. AJ McKee can play a little bit, but so, still certainly understands the game in a, in a very comprehensive way. What do I, what can I say about Horiguchi, Archuleta, former champion, and I can go on and on Dude, the guys at the top of the Bellator roster. To me, this was a moment to like, you know what? Like these dudes are very, very, very talented. I hope the folks understand that at home. Yeah,
2: and they, and dude, they—I thought they had to really bring it and raise their level and show, you know, how how well-rounded and world-class they were in each instance. I I expected, like we said, that there would be a little bit more guns blazing, go for broke, but I think these turned into some very competitive, high-level fights. And and I think you're right; it does say a lot about where Bellator's at and when they're when they're in a position to flex. Luke, they do have weapons to to make it interesting.
0: And and Coker had said uh, at the at the post fight press conference, "This is the best roster they've ever had." That's true. But I think the goal for 2023 is to make that count in the public consciousness. Absolutely. Now, f- fighting Ryzen, you know, which is largely Japanese. I mean, I should say it's obviously exclusively Japanese. But what I mean to say is that, like, you know, it's on the other side of the world. That's not going to help the American uh, fortunes. But February 4th, when they're on CBS and they're going to have Johnny Eblen in a title fight, they're going to have Fedor in a title fight. These are going to be the moments to really begin to make it count. Eblen, by the way, a homegrown guy. Fedor is not. Fedor is not. Eblin is. Elwood's a home uh, is a homegrown Bellator champion. Let's see what that guy can do. And by the way, uh, uh, Tokov, his opponent is also kind of in, well. I wouldn't say homegrown either, but you know, for our um, the American audience, the Bellator was the conduit to them. Um, this is a chance. This is a chance. If you got a great roster, and I do, I do believe that they do. You got to make it count. You got to you got to you got to yeah. make it push it into the eyes of the American consciousness. BC, I have breaking news. If it matters to you a little bit, um, I just became an uncle wow yeah my brother Luke. my brother and his wife or his wife anyway just had their baby boy he was this, just born
2: is this Tukey's first first cousin
0: it is it is Tukey's first cousin how, yeah. how
2: excited is she Luke
0: Amazing. uh beyond excited uh yeah. six pounds 15 ounces 19 inches good size good size um so anyway congrats to my brother and uh, his wonderful wife so uh, Luke, go.
2: I would I would close there by saying although the loss of of Nemkov versus uh, Romero on CBS would have would have been a sexy co-main, uh, you know the the Shaq and I were talking about it during during the episode that you were ill was uh, the substitution of Tokov who very well could win this. I mean he's this is gonna be a good ass fight, but having the the you know Team Fedor in the corner and and you know Fedor in the main event, uh, that there's a that's a very strong replacement, and don't forget about the card's opener on CBS. Dude, Saba Homasi versus Brennan Ward, for as long as it lasts, Luke. Um, this is the Brennan Ward who went through like life and death uh situations with substance abuse and now is all the way back, yet is is like guns blazing almost more than ever before. Luke, he is so going dude, in I that...
0: talked to Brennan Ward last week. Did I tell you that? No.
2: Uh how yeah. can you give us some insight on how he's doing? Because this yeah. is a, this is this fight's gonna be insane, Luke. I can't wait for this.
0: So we were going to do an interview, and then I was like, it's too far out. So, Because, you know, you never know if someone's going to get injured or whatever. So we're supposed to talk, I think, either this week or next for like a full sit-down interview, but we had kind of like a catch-up. Dude, Brennan Ward told me this is the first time in his career, right? Think about that for a second. In his career, he's ever had a camp. Now, he's had like, oh, I'm going to go do extra work during the six weeks leading up to a fight or something. But this is the first time where he has like, work gave him off completely. Right, he is th- this senior into his career, and this is the first time he's ever going to have a full camp. I'm expecting good things from him. He's always had good power, um, but you know, the lack of prep, whether it was drug addiction or just you know, work realities, I think has definitely hindered his ability to do the, oh, the yeah. maximum amount of things he could do. But who knows, man? This should be a really, really I mean, fun one on CBS. He's a wild card right now in terms of what is his
2: you know, up, upper bound limit potential uh, UPL on on this comeback. But we can't, like, go past him just getting to this point. I mean, you made a great point. Like, hearing his backstory in detail is wild. How, like, there was just no structure or camp or game plan. And a lot of times, Luke, the drug addiction and party life had bled into his, his preparation time almost exclusively in some sequences. Just to get back to this point is incredible and he's packaged a couple wins. But you know, this is like also a big fight and it's going to be on CBS and he's there because he brings it, you know, he's guaranteed entertainment. And even through the craziness, he's always sort of been, you know, all or nothing swing for the fences. If he doesn't get you first, you know, you, you, you got to get him out of there. And that might still be the case, but I'm just happy to see somebody who's, who's been through hell, you know, but can come back and can make something of themselves and get another chance and get back to this point. And, you know, he's in insane shape and. Dude, he's a one-punch type guy, so uh, he could have a, a, a great night or a disastrous night, and that's sort of the, the entertainment offering in this matchup, Luke. It should be fun.
0: All right. With that in mind, BC, as we kick off the new year, we wanted to remind you guys about our favorite sponsor, Money Lion. We created the Hammer of the Month to spotlight undercard fighters who aren't getting the recognition they deserve. Aaron Blanchfield, of course, was our first winner in November. You can check her also out, our conversation with her at Room Service Diaries. And for December, it was uh, Spain slash Germany or Germany slash Georgia's Ilya Topuria with his dominant win over Bryce Mitchell. So remember to tweet us your nominees throughout January with the hashtag Hammer of the Month, uh, or you can use Holy Hammer so we can reward someone with their incredible performance. If you have more questions, you can always go to MoneyLion.com slash Morning Combat to learn more about how to enter.
2: Uh, speaking of hashtag Holy Hammer, Luke, as we know, Showtime Boxing Pay-Per-View is back next Saturday, January 7th, with really a, a deep and loaded card. Obviously, Javante Davis in the main event there, but Jaron Boots Ennis, Luke, is in a yes. interim IBF welterweight title fight against Karen Chukadzian. uh Is Boots Ennis uh, eligible here on hashtag Holy Hammer if something crazy happens, Luke? You never he know, sure right? Is. He sure is. So watch is. out. I, have, I also, have a
0: feeling he's about to do evil things. Demetrius
2: Andrade going to make his PBC debut on that undercard. A couple other big names back. It should be fun to see. But, yeah, Luke, uh, shout out to Moneyline. I can't can't wait to see Ilya Tuporia receive the hammer, Luke. I mean, this is the the gimmick of all gimmicks, dude. When it got pitched to us, we were like, yeah, I don't know. There's something. Dude, this might catch on, Luke. This might be wildfire, okay? This, this, This told the world that Aaron Blanchfield is here. No, not her win over Molly at MSG. It was when she raised that hammer up, Luke, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now let's all put on banana hammocks and dance around to the pumps and the
0: bumps you know what I mean Luke Cause pumps, cause and the pump, like- pumps and the bumps we like the girls <laughs> with the pumps and the bumps alright BC let's, get, let's do it now uh, DMs from Donks you guys ask us questions the producers pick them we put up a post on Instagram <laughs> really on social media and then you guys fill it up so let's do it now DMs from the old diggity
2: Donks hee haw
0: hee haw he um, effing hall. All we've right, we've got
2: mail. Yes,
0: BC Question. from at O'Reilly seven four zero two. After seeing Rose get tapped by Jillian Robertson, did you see this at the Fury FC grappling event? So quickly, she, she got overrun in a minute. In a minute, and looking at her overall MMA record, can it be argued that while she is good, Rose Namajunas is overrated by most people? No, that would be a terrible argument. But BC, yeah, that's a bad
2: argument. the The real thing to, that you can say, and it's hard to really sum it up, is. Obviously, her, her overall arc and legacy and in, in the career that she's still very much in the midst of is so unique for when she hits the high notes, she is the MFing best in the world. But disaster seems to always be lurking. Obviously, it's her ability to uh adjust, resurrect from the missteps and be so human in the process, which is why, you know, I'm such a big fan and the documentary that they, they just put out was very well done in that regard. That can lead at times to where you can either overvalue and, and say, you know, I don't care who's the champ, she's still the best draw weight maybe ever. I mean, you can go that far down that lane. You could also question, but to try to say, is she, is her skill overrated or anything like that? No. The, the only thing is, can she put it all together? She's a human. Can't she put it all together, uh, you know, on the night? Most nights, yeah, Luke. But uh, that that sh- the other shoe drops, and when it drops, it drops disastrously. I mean, that's human. But that it's rare that you can see an elite fighter do that and just keep bouncing back like nothing happened. That's what makes her so unique.
0: Uh, agreed. Also, it's, I would not read into too heavily the result from a related sport and make a judgment about MMA. Um, games translate differently. People translate differently. Situations translate differently. Julian Robertson is a better pure grappler than Rose Namajunas. You can see that. But she's definitely not a better pure fighter, and that's really the, all that matters. Uh, all right, from at the double, oh, in the sense of MMA evaluations, um, from at the double official, uh, what's the boys' thoughts on Ismagulov's retirement? Did you yeah. guys see this? Demir Ismagulov, who, you know, lost to Armin Saryukin. It wasn't a terrible loss, but he lost. Uh, out of nowhere, just retired BC. What do you think? Dude, I got zabit Vibes and feels although the good news seems to be that
2: Zabit actually could be coming back but separate to that let's shout out uh Demir here uh no I'm shocked I didn't see this coming does this look look you picked him to win over Armand Saryukian, and I thought Armand made a big you know leap shout out Armenia Luke you should you know maybe you, maybe you should
0: have seen that coming but should have seen it coming would you
2: still say that something was off for your boy and maybe does that play into this retirement decision
0: I I just think it's weird man like he came out of nowhere he didn't look like I'm, I'm, you know, listen. You get predictions right, you get predictions wrong. But he didn't look himself. I'm sorry, man. If you had seen the way he defended takedowns in previous fights, he didn't look himself here in this one. I don't really know what to attribute that to. Maybe I was my, even though I'm, a, I love Saryuki, and I was not, not high enough on him as possible. And if you notice something about Ismagulov, he has a bit of a tick where he would kind of blink like that. I don't mean, t- I, I don't want to. I'm not mocking him. I'm not trying to be uh, disparaging, but he did have a noticeable tick with one of his eyes i don't know if that was related to some kind of autistic issue or not uh, maybe that has gotten worse maybe that's a function of something else i don't i don't know if that's related at all but it was certainly a visible thing he was dealing with um i don't know what the story is but i'm disheartened and i gotta tell you man whether or not this guy was gonna fight for or i should say whether or not this guy was gonna be a champion at 155 bc who knows but you know between him and kutete laze and gamrot and saryukian he was part of those guys we were talking about. There were the, the, these these horsemen who were coming to be the fifty five apocalypse. Boy, if you're at the top of that weight class, you're like, woo! Dodged a bullet with that one. He wasn't going to beat everyone, but he was going to beat a lot of good fighters. And I think yeah. they're probably breathing a sigh of relief.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, who knows? Without knowing the situation, you could never know is this, you know, a permanent thing. But I do think in there's many cases in many careers where sometimes it's just a break for whatever reason. Can can be what somebody needs. Hopefully he's okay, Luke. And you know who knows if we ever do see him again. But it's shocking, and it's it's always tough. You know, in boxing, this happens, but it happens more for bad reasons. Where it's like you get like an Edwin Valero, or you get somebody who just flashes on the scene, and they look like they could be something amazing, but then never quite get that chance to show it for whatever reason. And um, damn, I want I want to see it. I want to see this guy do something. I want to see the beat come back, Luke. You think you think Magomed Sharipov can can do this? I mean, Habib's been making references that it could happen luke
0: you mean mago med Sheripov? yeah that's what i said um, i think he said mago hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting
1: go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price Priceline. line i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment and that is a harsh lesson in business.
0: Sports is and not as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together.
1: I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so
0: many you know, more doors. We, the show
1: is called the, the, deal. Deal. the
0: Deal.
1: Listen to the Deal.
0: Listen to the Deal on Spotify. You said no. MAGA Sherapov. I think it's I said old, Mago this, med MAGA Med Sherapov. MAGA Sherapov is the Florida version. Yeah, yeah, um, that's Kobe, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, COVID MAGA Sherapov. That's what you would call it in Florida. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he, i'm mean, I, not really. I don't think, I don't think it's going to matter one way or the other, to be honest with you. All right. From at Jimmy underscore Reed, read, red. Why is Luke scared of underscores in usernames? Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm, li- oh, fuck. You I skipped I, I, one. I, I skipped one. We'll go back to it, but it's fine. No, no, no. Stay with where we are. Stay with where we are. Why is Luke scared of underscores in usernames? I'm not. They're just stupid. Yeah, that's it. So
2: you're, you're not suggesting that it's them hiding something or, or them lacking self-esteem or or a terrible dude nobody wants to enter that
0: nobody wants to enter a bunch of letters and then have to hit shift and then another fucking key just put the fucking name normally and they also it doesn't even look good it looks weird you know we're just gonna put a fucking blank there as this placeholder dude you know i'm not my name is not clever but you can just go you know i don't have to fucking shift and hold and all that shit they're awful these are awful names from awful people who deserve to live on mars i mean let's just be real about
2: that. oh wow okay all right there you go uh, i don't know how to counter that oh uh, look you want to go back to that other yeah. question all right
0: all right so sorry about this so this is my mistake at cole underscore brown 858 just another worst name in the universe but good question what are your thoughts on manny pacquiao signing with ryzen which he did this weekend as well what are the chances they make a Mayweather rematch? Well, I got to tell you, my my appetite for a Pacquiao-Mayweather rematch in 2023, yeah. fairly low, BC. Yeah, fairly low. yeah,
2: I mean, even like two years ago, could you make a much bigger, bigger and better case for it? You might have been able to, but even if you think about it, Floyd's been on that other circuit for a while. This seems to be Manny entering that circuit. He just had that you know exhibition against that youtuber i know he also called out crawford and spence it's seemingly no one else likes my idea of pairing him against tank davis one day luke uh i don't Uh. know really what man he has left but i've always expected he'd be a guy who hung around real boxing for too long using his name just because he loves it i mean he loves this game but uh in terms of him going this potential route and doing this this circuit um yeah cool good for him luke I th- I'm, I'm gonna be as less interested as i was in floyd's one-offs in this same category but uh cool okay right i mean what are you gonna say like yeah make make that money player cool
0: Here, here's what i'm gonna say i basically don't care yeah yeah cool Yeah. cool all right uh last but not least i remember when at- mike
2: tyson had that uh that exhibition pay-per-view tour idea remember that luke <laughs> Yeah. Remember when he finally, when he had that pay-per-view main event against Cor- his sparring partner, Corey TX uh, Sanders, who wore the half shirt to cover up his moves and the, and one of them wore headgear. I mean, it was just a debacle. Do you remember that? That was an actual pay-per-view and it was supposed to be like a, like a giant gimmick. I'm glad that thing, you know, went the way of the slap league in 2023, if you know what I'm saying, you know?
0: Yeah. Shouts to all the MMA media covering the slap dick league. You guys really have <laughs> Dude, did that. you
2: see they named Force? Sc- I mean, how sad is this? UFC Hall of Famer Forrest Griffin has named the official—I forgot what the title is—but he broke it on TMZ. Whatever the the name of the job, the mopper of the person who catches the fallen per, the fallen slapper. Luke. By the way, I love that all the UK MK fans are in our DMs going. You know, in our terms, slapper means like like you know uh, oh, uh, a a a woman who's very you know progressive. Uh, I mean, who's very aggressive, Luke, on the social scene and gets around. Um... Forrest has to catch the slappers, and he gave this detailed quote to TMZ about how, you know, the sport's so dangerous that we, you know, we need somebody in position who knows what they're doing to prevent, you know, the extra damage from... Uh, yeah, that's just, I mean, come on, Forrest, right? You know? I mean, let me run, just say this. Run, you Forrest, You can like run. what you like test, in this world. Please. Like,
0: you're allowed to like what you like, for real. Like, this is a thing that gets you through your day.
2: Death metal, dude. You're you, Look, we give you grace yeah. on that debacle of a turn you made,
0: right? Well, we're, You know, I mean, you can't really hate on this one. You can be racist and hate on this one, but you can't be, you know, Sean Price, Boot Camp Best. Give me a number two pencil. Watch me take the test. Um, B.C., you can like what you like, but if you end up liking slap fighting, yo, your opinion on like what's cool in combat sports, you're off the list forever. <laughs>
2: wow, okay. Yeah. Forever. Be careful some of these same people may be in our audience on the steps yeah. on
1: Friday Luke
0: for the anniversary. Yeah. You're yeah. Off, you're off the you're on the roll call of like, "Hey, who's got a cool opinion in combat sports?" You're off the list forever.
1: Yeah, yeah so
2: you're cool. Clear. Fuck you. Fuck yeah, there you
0: go. Okay. Yeah. All right, BC. That's it for the DMs. That's it for the top five. It's time oh, you for BC's, up the BC's. personal
2: goals question, Luke. You're oh, sorry, mis-
0: I missed that one. Yes, I'm totally wrong. All right, I, I geez, I'm off on this one. I apologize. From at RLI to R R really too cool six whatever the fuck that means. What are some of your personal goals for 2023, BC? Personal goals, not professional.
2: Yeah, that's a fair question. Professionally, Luke, I liked your humility earlier, and you know, to please both you and and Tom Cruise, not Tom Cruise. I plan on uh, joining science. No, uh, uh, watching more tape, Luke. Per- per- certainly, but in terms of my personal life, I would like uh, to listen more. Whether that be you, Luke, or the other marriage in my life and my family, um, I would also like what we say to start every year to really aggressively put health first and and get into that daily workout routine to take those liver numbers down, Luke. That's a big focus for the new year. Um, what else we got here, Luke? What else we got?
0: I can tell you for some of mine. Well, one is BC. I will tell you that this say that so this thing I got whatever virus this was that destroyed me and my family. Uh, I haven't had a puff of vape in like I don't know ten days. It might be my gateway to helping me finally quit. Remember, I told yes. you my goal was to quit, dude. I this the silver lining. Silver lining might be I I could finally move on from this shit. So. Uh, definitely the goal is to quit vaping for sure. hundred percent. So there's that one. I will say this BC, I'm, I, I don't want to reveal the number, but, um, I, so I lost, a I, so I gained a bunch of weight in the pandemic Then I lost a bunch and then I kind of just held steady for about six months, which is what I've been doing the last six months. I think I'm ready to fi- finish the job finish the job. So my goal is to get down to my weight that I was when I had a first class PFT in the Marine Corps, um, which is a fair amount of distance. But I definitely feel like I can do it. What is that and, number, Luke? Uh, so I was about, I was about 240 when I when I had a first class PFT. Um, I can't get much lower than that. That is really about the smallest I could ever get, uh, health, healthy wise. Anyway, um, so that's the goal. The goal is by the end of the year to be to be on that track, and I'm re- I'm ready. I think I'm finally ready to. I I did it wrong when you when you when you go into caloric deficit, you're only supposed to do it for like three months. And I did it for like a year and it kind of burned me out, but I feel better now in terms of like being ready to tackle the assignment. So I think between the vaping and the weight and everything else, um, and I'm lifting weights all the time, but like, I got to get my weight down. Um, That's the goal. That's the goal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll also echo that. um, And I, and I applaud you on that. And I know you can get there. By the way, if you, if you come down to 240, when, when you come down to 240, Luke, you're going to be jacked and. I don't even know. Yeah, if you'll I'll be need lean the t- as shit.
0: I'll be super lean. I mean, lean. maybe
2: you could still go the TRT direction at that point, but you may just go, "I don't need it or want it." But yeah, I want to get that healthy. I want to get to that next level where I feel that. But also mentally, Luke, you know, even in in, in the mental health battle that we all go through daily or weekly or what you know, whenever it comes knocking, um, sometimes you know we get a little lazy and like, oh, there's there's other things I should be doing each day to make that mental health battle easier, not just on yeah. me, but the, those around me who love me. I want to start doing those extra things. Luke, I'm really bad at journaling and you know, that kind of stuff. And my therapist is all over me and maybe she's right. My wife is, is agrees,
0: you know? Yeah. I mean, so, you are a degenerate piece of shit. So I maybe
2: I'll that. get a, you know, maybe I'll get my own silver linings playbook, Luke. And write, You know, I mean, look, you know, maybe I'll just, it'll probably be all yeah, about, it's you
0: not going to end with you banging Jennifer Lawrence. I can tell you that right now. Okay. 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 There you go.
2: But no, no, let, let's all improve Luke in the new year. And, uh, you know MK-wise, um. I mean, we're going to crush that live show February 8th. Maybe yes. we'll get I've got drink- a ton of
0: professional ones too. But for personal, yeah. I think it starts with you can't take care of anything else until you take care of yourself. And so I'm going to do that.
2: Yeah, let's raise our game to the next level this year, Luke. Damn, this is going to be
0: fun. All right, there you go. Yeah. All right, uh, BC, let's see some feces.
2: There you go. So look, we we didn't have it last week because we had pre-taped the uh, bonus episode there looking ahead at UFC and MMA in 2023. So uh, this is what I have now have two weeks worth of holiday videos and thus, uh, you know, searching the globe, of course, for the highs and lows, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the in-between in combat sports and most certainly beyond. Uh, Shout out, as always, to Gaffney Pierre for finding the kernels in these giant piles of absolute shit that is BC's feces
0: species feces sorry i'm sending my brother a text i have to send him something right oh please please he just had, he just had he just had a kid he's old too right he's older than me he's two years older than me bro i told hey, him hey. too i told him too Dude, here's my brother my brother is like me only worse in a lot of respects he, he, so he didn't ask me a single like one of my opinions on like anything child rearing or the 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 you know the birthing process or nothing i like, didn't didn't ask a single question and Don't so I was t- like, do a- warn How him
2: you- about the floor though. Warn him about the birthing floor,
0: please. Too, okay. A like, little late now. It's like, late it's like now. a Gallagher concert only. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's the cover of a cannibal corpse album. I mean it's really yeah. what it is down there. Uh but he was like, Yeah, he goes, I read a book that compiled all of the best studies on what works for, you know, sleep training and the birthing process. He took classes. Tell him, to burn,
2: tell him to burn all that knowledge, Luke, because it's a shit show. It's called yeah, parenting. Well, we'll know? see
0: how it goes. But he didn't ask me a single question about anything because he was reading studies on child rearing. And he took yeah. that to be like the best kind of wisdom. So um, I'm really not sure what to tell him other than congratulations. And, you know, Violetta is very excited to meet. Uh, I'm sure he her went cousin. to
2: a few TED Talks on this process. Luke, I can't wait to see his results. But Let's no, see. seriously, dude, for an old guy smoking from shooting, right? I mean, that's just like still got it. Still able to produce, right?
0: Yeah, but dude, right? here, here's a piece of... Rec- like, I, I don't know how old the audience is who's watching this. We'll have to see you know, what the metrics say, but let me tell you something. Folks, I'm not telling you to have kids early because that may not be the best thing for you or for them. Here's what I can say. Try to have them on the earlier side if you can because what you don't want to do is wait until your fucking 40s and then you're changing diapers at 247 in the morning For three months straight, you don't want to do that. It's gonna fuck you up. I aged in the last three years like it was a contest. God bless you, I haven't noticed at all, Luke.
2: Yeah, I haven't. Yeah,
0: she fucked me up proper. So, keep that in mind.
2: Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, Luke. Twenty twenty three is your year. You're coming back to pre MMA uh, solo hour version because you were you were a walking corpse at that. You were like a a, yeah, dude. That was dude.
0: Can you imagine going to New York two times a week? Yeah, every I mean, you were week there and like i did it for 50 hours. weeks i only took two i don't i took two weeks off when my daughter was born two weeks and i got no surgery in the middle of that two weeks like yeah. dude i was that was a terrible year for me terrible but
2: before that i used to see you at uh ufc events you were jacked as shit luke you were intimidating yeah. to talk to because you have like that angry like aura around you but you yeah, were also i'm going i'm gonna get back so. to that
0: i'm gonna get back to that
2: the anger? Yeah, just feel it, Anakin. Please, there we go. All right, Luke, uh, HYSTS time. Let's go to Japan. Yes, Saitama Super Arena, Bellator versus Ryzen. This was fantastic, but it all started at the weigh-in. Nobumitsu Tyson, Luke, was going to take on Johnny Case. And here's Nobumitsu on the right. Um, He hit the skins for the hell of it just for the yell he gets. Mm-mm-mm for th- Okay, I can't even carry this bit out. Luke, what is happening
0: here? I really wish that the Taliban ran Japan and just executed this guy.
2: Okay. He looks like that guy I told you I'd never put again on this segment where the guy was like goes pulling things to, and he's nude, but there's like a teacup covering his junk. You know that guy? You know, Here's like, what
0: I'm also going to say. It's like, dude, listen to me very clearly. I know matter of factly I am not cool, but <laughs> MMA fighters, you don't have to have weird haircuts. You don't have oh. to. Haircuts are
2: weird, haircuts are cool. What I'm more talking about this Chippendales variety here. All right, well, Lucas. Okay. That was
0: the first order of business, but was, the second order of business is you don't have to have weird haircuts. I mean, you can just be, you know, relatively cool.
2: Was doing this, though, bad karma for Nobumitsu Tyson? Here's 30 seconds, 36 seconds into round one when Johnny's got a case for him,
0: Luke. Yeah, Johnny Case is a good fighter, very good fighter.
2: And it turns out murder was the case that they gave him, Luke. There's the there's the payoff for that weigh-in bit. Johnny. UFC case veteran
0: Johnny Case. A lot of folks forget yep. that. Yeah.
2: He beat Satoshi. He's the only guy that did it until A.J. McKee did. There you
0: go. All right. Ah, okay. Very good.
2: Uh, let's keep it going here, Luke. How about Habib Nurmagomedov, who was in the corner of Gadzi Rabotinov, um, getting some Scott Coker FaceTime Kate ringside and dude dressed in 90s flannel. My man, right?
0: Man, Habib looking like... I mean, I don't even know what he looked. Habib looking like he's picking up a bag of Twinkies and a Mountain Dew for a long day. I mean, putting up shingles on someone's roof.
2: What if Habib was one of us? I know he's not. Did you see those quotes he gave about being on the Mike Tyson podcast? He was like, nah, man, all they're doing was drugs and it not intelligent conversation. I was, you know, He was just like the narc on your dorm room floor. But I'm okay with that too, Luke, because he made a, a promise to mother and father, and he's keeping that. Uh, do you think they should absorb Eagle FC into Bellator, Luke? That'd not be a bad move, right?
0: Probably. Boy, I got to tell you, how triggered were the MMA fans watching all the Japanese with the masks on, huh? Boy, that must have really got them. You know, right, they were like, well, I guess they don't love freedom in Japan, huh?
2: Do you love amazing entrances. They do. Here's Juan Archuleta, the Spaniard. Um, finding his animal instincts here on the walk-in, this was pretty Amazing. badass. I got to admit. Yeah.
0: I mean, they, w- this this clip of it misses. Oh, here we go. No, this is this got it right. Look at this with the smoke. I mean, all that's just smoke. incredible. And I will say, there was good symmetry between this and the broadcast. The broadcast had the full breakdown on why the outfit looked the way it did and what it symbolized. And Mara was able to talk it through while he was making his entrance. It all kind of worked very seamlessly. Really great job by the, by the Showtime production team in getting that right.
2: Uh, by the way, having Moro call this in Japan New Year's Eve like that's perfect, just perfect. Just perfect. perfect. Uh, also, we saw Patricio Pitbull in the Spartan looking outfit that was badass. But here's AJ McKee ahead of the main event dressed as a samurai. Luke, your thoughts on the theatrical ability? This of went one hard
0: as fuck too, man. Everyone's like, "Oh, Deontay Wilder vibes," but no, like he had it. It looked great, but it wasn't too heavy. He had the whole sword and everything else around it, like. Uh, if you followed his Instagram, he had done his research in the in the week leading or the two weeks leading up in Tokyo to go get a better look at all this stuff. Um, I thought this went hard as fuck. This was amazing,
2: uh, Luke. On the undercard, which was a rising. Uh, hold um, on,
0: oh, hold, show it one more time. Show it one more time. Let me make one more point here about slap dick league. It's like I, every time we see something like this, folks are always like, "How come the UFC doesn't do this?" It's like, dude, the guy who said that they wanted no more of this is the guy behind the slap league, like. <laughs> You know, (laughs) the judgment about what's cool might be a little bit off. Just saying.
2: That's why we're in Venom kits now, Luke. All right. Also, this undercard was presented as a a rise in pay-per-view on the fight uh, TV thing, Luke. And uh, John Dotson was on there. He scored a first-round stoppage of Hideo Takoro. Here was the exciting finish. Uh, I know he's bounced around the bare knuckle, too. Luke, do you have anything left? I mean, his hairline's going south. But So John
0: Dotson had two MMA wins in 2022 uh and had the bkfc win over a ufc vet as well by the way uh hideo tokoro is a very good fighter i think he's a ufc vet as well certainly i think he fought I mean, in dream or sengoku he's been around for a long time um i think he used to be a cop or is a cop in japan For he was for a moment but a very credentialed good fighter Johnson just went through him like a fucking hot knife through butter Ooh. 2022 was a very good year for john dodson I think he needs the right kind of fighters and the right kind of setups, but if you give it to him, he's going to give you something special. He's still got a little bit left in the tank, for sure. Yeah, Uh,
2: Boxers in the wild, Luke. Let's do some of this. It's statue season in the boxing game. Remember, we saw Deontay Wilder make out with his in Tuscaloosa. Here's Canelo Alvarez receiving the life-size statue routine in his native uh, Guadalajara, Luke. uh, Damn right, okay? I know he's... Dude, he's had... Kind of like a sneaky underground thing going against the Mexican government of late. Have you noticed this? This was good to see him kind of come back to the home country and represent.
0: Is he against AMLO? Like, who is he against?
2: I think he was. He accused them of threat uh, of kidnapping someone in his family. I mean, there was some deep oh. stuff going on there, right?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. The Mexican government's got some issues. But um, I will say this. If they ever made me a statue, BC, I would want to look like MC Hammer in the Pumps and the Bumps video. <laughs> like, <just laughs> look at those put, chiseled put, put a, abs. Put a... Put a Put a can of tennis balls in my dungarees and call it a day.
2: <laughs> a very chiseled abs on that statue, which almost don't even look realistic. And speaking of chiseled abs that look statuesque and unrealistic, Luke, I don't know if we should shout out 49-year-old Oscar De La Hoya for being so happy on Instagram. But I have a question. That's his wife, Holly Saunders. Are those abs real,
0: Luke? I don't know.
2: He's, don't, he's flaunting them so. every day. And he is in great shape for 49, and he seems to be very happy, Luke. But um, I which can't tell. If... Which
0: he won't stop telling people about.
2: <laughs> I can't tell if uh, they just drew like cosmetic uh, makeup lines to, to give the separation there. Or it's is that just real?
0: weird that his abs are like chiseled and nothing else is. <laughs> you know what i mean everything yeah, else is kind of like normal floppy or whatever yeah
2: all of these posts have like this fu like angle back to the world i mean this is oscar's you know, victory I know every, oscars. every post
0: is like guys i'm so happy i wish you nothing but happiness even for you he's like donald trump he's like even for the haters and losers you know you guys can all suck my balls but yes. but you know that's we're not we're not talking about that anymore we're just talking about happiness it's like i don't think we're just talking about happiness oscar
2: I hope though. I maybe I'll add. Maybe we'll have him on and we'll talk about those abs, Luke. I want to get to the bottom of this story. Uh, let's go to Fury, Fury, Fury grappling. Right, Fury grappling. Is that how you pronounce it?
0: Fury FC, I think.
2: Fury FC, UFC Fight Pass, Luke. On this undercard, how about Chase Hooper
0: putting the calf slicer on Clay Guida? Your thoughts? Yeah, this was sick. He was going for the twister, and then he just inverts him to a different position and goes for the uh, goes for the calf slicer. That's nice work. That's real nice, nice work. work
2: uh don't forget that uh that card is brought to you by OnlyFans, luke and also on the main event it took less than a minute but as we talked about jillian robertson got the best of rose nama Yunus, who was a uh, part of the the marriage duo that pat barry was yeah, well. also grappling on this card but uh that was quick and it was uh sh- i mean is shocking the right word i don't know shocking pat know. barry was on this card i believe he was i saw some advertisements for that yeah
0: Oh, and also, I think
2: they're that. still engaged, or, or did they get married? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Who you know? You uh,
0: yeah. Well, Julian Robertson, a really, really, really good grappler. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, this is what happens. Big bank take little bank.
2: Uh, Luke Mark Ray Monday of ESPN was in Japan over the weekend, and he showed up, of course, at the Bellator versus Rising card. But he also went to this card put on by Inoki Boombaye, collaborating with gone jima i know that sounds like an std luke but it looks like to be like a pro wrestling mma hybrid yeah, i don't watch know this if, shit but this is wild none the same what nonetheless
0: i loved it i loved it i so loved everything about it like, Marcus i don't know if I, I don't know if there's really a way to do mma you can do custom rules but i don't know if there's a way to do mma as we understand it with no cage at all but if you can do some kind of modified version on occasion with wild zany rules including ones like this where you can just dive bomb your fucking <laughs> opponent into the ground off the ca- off the the fighting surface I'm all in favor of it.
2: So what's so first of all is this like a a like a combo like pro wrestling hard hitting thing or is this actual combat mixed martial It's
0: art? actual combat. It's just with customized okay. rules.
2: <laughs> I know they have the smoke to build like that mode idea which by the way was like the original idea for UFC one to have like water around it with freaking sharks with freaking laser beams, Luke. I mean, really, there was some crazy ideas thrown around. Can you legally throw somebody to the floor here, or, or is there like mats? I think and pads you can. Up?
0: No, I think you can. I think he did that legally. Yes. All
2: right, that's Borasino, whose name is Marcus Aurelio. Do you know him or no?
0: Uh, there's been a lot of Marcus Aurelios, but no, I'm not overly familiar with him. All right. All right.
2: Uh Luke, Jake Paul staying in shape uh over the holidays with some uh he put out a cockboxing video. Um, your thoughts on this.
0: Wow, I didn't know Shaq lost his dong somewhere.
2: <laughs> wow, Missouri or O'Neal? Your your choice, Luke. All right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what yeah. is what the fuck okay. is Jake doing? Okay, I don't know if we can keep showing this. Let's move on. All right. Uh hey Luke, you know anything grosser than
0: that clip right there
2: is the behavior of NFL fans, right?
0: I hate them. Let's go to the Chiefs game. Let's see this guy. Just look at this. Look at this guy whose car is getting repossessed as we <laughs> speak. <laughs> look at that fine
2: American, Luke, doing the old tightrope. This, this is the
0: kind of asshole who, like, on a on you know, a, who, who who barely reads and writes English, is letting I'm... everyone know he's never worn a mask anywhere. I guarantee it. It's this kind of guy.
2: Uh, not enough ass crack for me in this. So let's go to the Eagles game. I don't know if you've seen this viral video, but uh, crack kills, Luke. Stay off the pipe. Wow.
0: Wow! Look at old Jabba here. He's having a mess
2: with <laughs> you mean one jaw Yeah, that's uh, Jesus. That's, why
0: is he falling like Peter Griffin down a well? I've stairs? got a
2: I've got a better angle showing you what happened. Apparently, this guy with the ass crack was talking some Shiite. Is this the guy and, that
0: fought at the Wawa?
2: Yep. So that's uh, we'll see the alternate angle here. That's what oh, happened. Oh shit! And that there is assault,
0: brother. Wow. Yep. Dude, why would you serious question? Why would you ever go to an NFL game?
2: So that guy in the Packers sweater was talking a lot of junk to the other fans, and one fan had enough, Luke, so he uh he deposited that ass crack straight down the steps. I mean, that's a worse fall on stadium steps than the one O.J. Simpson made in the wheelchair in the closing sequence of Naked Gun. Remember that?
0: Or didn't he launch him into outer space with that one, <laughs> yeah, no,
2: yeah, no, into the, into the field. But this Ricardo Montalban yeah. got launched over the stadium, and then got run over by, like, a parade, and then the, the steamroller truck. Yeah, it was great. Hey by the way you know what I played uh this was new year the night new year's eve eve my son Isaac and I uh he was like can we watch like a cool like action old school movie and he loves Nicolas Cage so I'm like I got the one for you uh uh what the hell snake eyes dude we watched that shit it was awesome remember that with uh Gary Sinise uh with with the boxing match and the shooting and uh Not and really. Car- Carla Giugino. Oh, dude, that one's great. You got to go back and watch that. It's not so. as lame as the Van Damme sudden death one where he plays goalie, which I, I still have affection for, but uh, there you go. Thank you. All right, let's keep it going in the uh, NFL. No, let's go over. Yeah, let's go to NFL fans. This is an oldie, but a goodie, Luke. Check out Derek Carr turned ninja in the Raiders crowd here. I believe this is from the Oakland days. Oh, boy, that's that's not <laughs> that's not the right way.
0: Oh. oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Charles Woodson all doing the Heisman pose on him.
1: Wow. Yeah, man.
0: I mean, why would you go to an NFL game? Yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean, he did N- have a N- NFL fans, like hardcore team NFL fans, These guys will absolutely stab you in the parking lot. I mean, they're the worst (laughs) humans on earth.
2: So you're saying if the running man, the old Arnold movie became a reality and they had like a real squid games, we'd be throwing NFL fans in there as contestants, Luke. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, basically.
2: All right. Well, he did have it coming. You don't hit a man with glasses, Luke. Everybody knows that. Hey, let's do some MMA fighters in the wild. Did you see this Twitter post from Frankie Edgar? So Luke, he was doing work on his house and he replaced the ceiling and he found a bunch of VHS tapes that he uh, tweeted out. Let's look at these titles
0: Sister Snatch,
2: <laughs> Sloppy Seconds, um, <laughs> Tattle Tale. Yes, yes, Luke. Um,
0: Dude, I didn't mean to leave these there. Shit.
2: <laughs> Luke, do, do you think he has a working VCR and did he watch these?
0: Uh,. Who has a VCR? Jesus. I mean, Dude, I I, ha- had-
2: I have one, but it doesn't work. And I have an old VHS tape that I really want to play. But I I, I like, uh, no, I, gotta go I don't think
0: he one. does. But, you know, honestly, whoever the whoever the guy was that left those there. That's a real American hero right there. Let me just tell you. There you, <laughs> go. There you go. Hey, speaking of heroes, how about Armand Sarukian, who got the
2: win over uh, Ismagulov, Luke, which unfortunately sent him into retirement. But here's how he ate in celebration, going full on animal style at In and Out.
0: In and Out is very good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's massively overrated, massively.
2: Okay, but not on a Five Guys level. What do you mean? Five Guys is is like it hits the spot the first time, and then it's just like bloated, gross, crack the rest of the time. Um, it it never, you never feel good again.
0: You know, like you, it's the worst. It's heroin. It's been years since I've had Five Guys, so I can't remember. But no, it's
2: the worst. It's the worst. I love In and Out.
0: I love In and Out. It's great. I would. Ha- I mean, if someone was like, "Hey, you want to go to In and Out?" I'd be like, "Yeah, dude, let's." R-. It sounds like a great idea. But people being like, "I'm going to go motherfucking stand in line." I'm like, "Yo, I'm not." Yeah,
2: I won't go to that regard. But dude, you can still find amazing experiences there, Luke. By, by yeah, it's good. I'm menu. just not
0: standing in line for In and Out. Like, it's not.
2: Happening. All right. uh Chael and had Dana White on his uh, podcast, Luke, and um, here's how that interview ended.
0: Talking a while, I gotta tell you a new joke that's going around. What All is right, talk six to me. feet tall? What is six feet
2: tall dashing and disappears in an instant?
0: What? Oh, he froze right at the punchline. He froze at the punchline. That's fucking brutal.
2: <laughs> uh, looking to get the joke, apparently. Yeah, By the way, yeah, channel- he
0: didn't freeze, Dana. He didn't freeze
2: uh chael did that same thing to me on my podcast once the old cbs sports state of combat he's done that to everybody it's it never fails luke it's it always hits the mark always all right
0: did they say anything interesting the the duo
2: i don't, I don't know i look i didn't hear that i'm here for this bullshit that's the only thing I, I cared right. about for me Fair no enough. i didn't watch it i i you know whatever uh great moments in dad fails time luke let's go to the let's go to the garage here let's get on the chopper
0: okay Oh, um. <laughs> remember
2: <laughs> remember when Michael Vick won that game in overtime his rookie year Luke when he uh, when he, or maybe a second year when he like cut through the defense in overtime and the two defenders ran into each other and it's like the greatest quarterback run in history it looked mm-hmm. like that right there
0: why was there a piano there where <laughs> the fuck were they
2: <laughs> I don't know but I think <laughs> so look you know that move in uh, in pro wrestling they do a lot called the kip up yes where you're on your back, but you can like you just all of a f- f-
0: pump pull, your hips, standing. and you
2: can you know elevate to a standing position. Right, check out this dad giving it a try.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Oh god, stop, Dad.
2: So, Luke, is that a fail or a victory? He he ripped ass right in the middle of it. I don't know if you heard that.
0: I didn't hear it, but it's the perfect ending to this yeah. fat man's failures.
2: All right, more dad fails takes us back to the garage, Luke. And, oh, there's another motorcycle here. Let's check this out.
0: Okay. Oh, <laughs> I mean...
2: Now, to be fair, I don't know if that was a dad, Luke, but I'll tell you pretty confidently he never will be after that accident. That's rough, dude. That is rough. You know? Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: Dude, oh. <laughs> they should never repair that wall. They should just leave it there and be like, hey, remember that time this big, dumb motherfucker just fell into it? just <laughs> turned into a trophy. I mean, look at this fucking moron. Uh, Luke, I don't, I don't assume you grew up in
2: tough neighborhoods, so did you ever play football on the street? Sure. Earth. Oh, dude, I was nasty at the crossing pattern, just like this guy. Check this out.
0: Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. Oh, How do you wow. get run over by a stationary car?
2: He got jacked up, Look, He yeah.
0: did get, yeah, wow. <laughs> okay. dude, what, is that what they used to call it? So yeah. For, folks who, for <laughs> folks who don't watch other sports, ESPN used to do this like highlight reel where they would show guys getting basically paralyzed or crippled <laughs> and they would call it like you got jacked up or he got ja-, or jacked up whatever they would say yeah so yeah they, then they would then show they the highlights like- <laughs> and it would be like this crushing blow yeah. And then you know they, they would uh, they would talk about it. They can't do it anymore because obviously, like, hello, these guys are getting CTE like shit. But hey, we can do it on this show. We don't give a fuck.
2: Wow. <laughs> You're like uh, Chris Benoit and Junior Seau. Unfortunately, ruined that uh, that segment. But you guys can do it here just fine. Okay. I gotta say
0: though, the quarterback didn't do his receiver any favors here. No, he, he let him man. there. No, he let him there.
2: Uh, speaking of dads, Luke, big week for that cowboy dad energy coming out of Donald Cerrone's uh, post UFC retirement uh, camp. Here's first cowboy doing something, Luke. That that maybe you'll one day do at the crossroads to keep that young spirit alive. Oh, Hair he's implants. Old
0: implants. Yeah, yeah, I Your might, thoughts? I might.
2: Okay, he's got the old LeBron like spray paint job in the front there. You
0: know. No, no, no. Yeah. They have to like individually like seed them one by one. Uh, yeah, and he's doing. Yeah, you know what? Let's pay attention to see if it looks good. I might have to invest.
2: All right. Well, he's not just stopping at the. At the old uh, hair implants, Luke. He's admitting to going on the sauce, Luke. Cowboy is jacked the hell up, showcasing on uh, social media this week his his admitted steroid-induced post-fight career body. This is also, Luke, what you should probably be doing soon, right?
0: Yeah, I think 2023. I said this before. I mean, I'm going to get a blood blood work panel done to see where I'm there at. There we
2: all go. All right, I mean, he's ripped. You you happy for him, Luke? I would. Yeah, get jacked no, up. I'm
0: yeah. super. Like, dude, I mean, life is short. Be happy. Do what you want. And, uh, okay, cowboy does?
2: but is there limits to life being short and doing what you want? Um, here's Cowboy Cerrone, this news brief brought to us by the Thick Boy News Network, uh, Fight Network, about his maybe
1: future thoughts. The Jake Paul phenomenon is kind of crazy. It's got everybody calling him out. and it's kind of like the big Conor push, you know what I mean? That's why I feel like is happening with Jake Paul. Everyone's wondering, and I don't see why they wouldn't because that's a big money fight. Um, but you can't take away like everyone's saying those are like rigged fights i think he's hitting hard you know what i mean i really i really do think those are legitimate shots and strikes and he's been practicing boxing and and for the show and he's whipping their asses so it's i i don't think that there's any like uh mishype you know i think there's there's he's got something going on there would i like to find him? fuck of course how could i how could i say no to fucking millions of dollars so I would uh, definitely go out there and do it, but I'm not sitting over here saying, Jake, you're a fucking YouTuber, ain't worth the fuck, blah, blah, blah. blah. My man, you're you're making money, make the fucking money, and if you want to throw some money my way, I'm with
0: you.
2: (laughs) So, Luke, you down in 2023 for uh, Juice Cowboy against Jake?
0: No. No.
2: All right. Well, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And, Luke, when we debated in... (laughs) In our mailbag episode, the best Christmas movies ever, rightfully we got Holiday in handcuffs correct, but we were, we didn't mention the remake of The Grinch with uh, Jim Carrey being up there, Luke, it is.
0: Yeah, because it's not, it's shit. Wow, I think
2: even the original cartoon is is badass and up there, and I think you're wrong on the shit. The cartoon,
0: yes, the cartoon I'll look the other way on, but the redone cartoon is really bad, and the Jim Carrey version is like... Stupid. I mean, well, we... there's a
2: new viral video sensation of dressing up as the Grinch to scare your kids on Christmas morning, and here's Jarrett Swift Heard. You remember him, Luke? He's on the comeback trail, by the way, the former unified junior middleweight champion in boxing, and here's him scaring the crap out of his own kids and extended family. Are you here for this, Luke?
0: I mean, I gotta tell you, this looks more like a traumatic home invasion.
2: Well, Luke, keep that same energy for this next one. I'm not going to send you five different Grinch videos, but here's the most ridiculous one. We're going to play the audio here. Uh, Swift's kids reacted a lot better than this family did.
1: You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are shit. Deadly as a cactus, you're as as an eel. Dude, these kids are like, you're not taking my fucking PlayStation 5 away. You're a bad banana with a juicy black <laughs>
0: oh, he's going through with the bitch
2: Look, I know we're all laughing here, but that's like legit trauma being inflicted on those poor children. I mean, if you on. would like
0: to see what my childhood looked like, just imagine <laughs> instead of that being the Grinch, that was divorce court and I was in the middle of it howling.
2: Wow. Uh, wow. I probably shouldn't have played that. That was disturbing and hilarious. I mean, that that did you love the Grinch making that one more run back at the tree to stiff arm the kid? That was the moment of that
0: clip. Luke. I got to tell you, that kid's got some balls. A brave kid. Brave yeah, kid. Future future UFC fighter, I hope Luke. That, you know, well, what I'm probably saying? more of a slapdick kind of guy. He's going to end up being well, in the <laughs> league, but you know.
2: Well, I've got a wholesome alert related to the Grinch. This dog looks a lot like the Grinch's uh, uh, pup sidekick. Does it not, Luke?
0: No, it just looks like a fucking regular dog. Dude,
2: you can't. This is great, right? You can You're, you're not touched by this wholesome content.
0: No, this is just another dog, bro. Okay,
2: here we go. Listen, uh, after
0: Luke- you've after you've slipped and iced dog piss. Yeah, down your stairs you begin to get a little bit different view of this whole thing
2: i got you i got you but luke uh this guy might be your new hero because he combined your two favorite things from your 20s lifting and drinking 40s your thoughts luke
0: Think, dude i'm not even doing a bit i'm looking in the background hold on go full screen here go full screen notice in the background he's got what's called a mochila which is the bag there hanging on the wall and it's the bolivarian colors my man might be colombian here bro i'm not even doing a bit
2: i mean he's a badass
0: i wouldn't put it past him luke
2: is that hair real fantastic either way
0: it is if he believes it is please.
2: if he believes it all right all right hey Luke, kids uh kids say the the stupidest things am i right they, they do the darndest things right uh let's go to this wedding video this is a memory that'll last a lifetime i mean that's at the altar bro <laughs> oh god if anyone uh believes these two should not uh join in holy matrimony uh puke now or forever hold your breakfast <laughs> luke wow yeah
0: dude kids they don't give a shit about sarah oh my lord
2: yeah they don't care about waiting when you bring out the pinata to make sure nobody's standing in the way let's go no. to the next clip <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> for the grandbaby. baby oh, oh yeah Yo, someone got a taste of the fucking wood shampoo, bitch.
2: Uh, Luke, when kids become teenagers, they also take big risks fashion-wise. What do you think of these ice tips this guy's got?
0: I mean, just shoot him into the sun. (laughs) Just shoot him into the sun. He's got a neck tattoo, the worst beard I've ever seen. (laughs) I kind of like it, dude. That's a a sweet fade, dude. That's a sweet fade. And he looks like a geriatric Sonic the Hedgehog. Shoot this motherfucker into the moon.
2: (laughs) All right. Hey, Luke, it's a new year, which means it's time to get that gym membership so you can work on your sex moves, apparently. Uh, Look out for this at your local No Judgment Zone. I mean, I don't know if that's uh, in good taste, Luke. That's... uh, uh, Dude,
0: creepy. And I guarantee this guy walks around the bathroom with his shoes on and socks. (laughs) And no underwear, blow drying his fucking taint. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, well, barking. first of
2: all, that's a guarantee that he is that guy. But second of all, what is this machine called? Like the, the sodomy? The, I mean, what are we doing here, right? This is,
0: a, this is supposed to be a tricep. You can either pull down or, uh, or I should say a tricep push down. You can use it for some kind of pull down. You could use it for like lats in this way. He's just. Uh, He's just stupid. There's really no other way to put this. He's just. Well, if you
2: can't afford a gym membership, Luke, there's still other ways you can work on that uh, that sex prep. Wow, (laughs) America, baby, there you go. You ever Uh, like walk
0: down? This is not. If you live in a small town, you will not understand this. But BC, you, you know, and you live in a small town, but because of the way your work is, you're in big towns fairly frequently. How many times have you walked down the street in a big town, like New York especially, and you've ever like looked down the street and you've seen like a a condom there? You ever done that? Oh yeah, yeah. Russ Benive is a famous comedian, or he was for a time. He has a famous joke about this, and it's always like, dude, who is uh, so reckless that they're having sex like in an alleyway, yet so careful that they're putting on a, a rubber? Yeah, <laughs> well. yeah, it's you know.
2: Look, that comedy scene is a dirty business. You know that, though. You do know that, right?
0: I guess. Why? Is the next clip something related to that? No,
2: no. There's just a lot of comedians with very, very uh, shifty and shaky past. That's all I'm going to say right there. But, Luke, you also, when it comes to working out in the new year, you got to work on your core. How do you rate this guy's uh, technique? Core training. <laughs>
0: it's like, dude, I'm not going to say this is not impressive, but this is the <laughs> least useful skill ever. <laughs>
2: That's at least a party trick, right? And it's it's healthy. It's a healthy turn too, right? It's like the AG one of uh, of circus tricks, right there.
0: I know, but he just looks like he looks like Lucille Ball in that famous sketch where she's trying to eat all the chocolates on the conveyor belt. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, well, you don't need a gym membership or a gym, Luke. You can build a home gym like you did in your front yard. Um, and this guy going straight to the dick lift at his home gym.
0: Oh. I mean, this is a... Uh,
2: that's the erection row machine, I think. I don't know. I, mean, uh,
0: I don't understand what a dildo like that does. Uh, <laughs> wow, Who's okay. that for? The local elephant? I mean...
2: Uh, this is a loaded edition of BC's Feces. So, Luke, let's play America's favorite game, Would You Eat? It's a simple yes or no, Luke. Here we go first. I think they call this the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the instant heart attack, maybe. Let's check it out.
0: So that's like a... Mac and cheese?
2: in a bacon bowl
0: with i'm guessing shredded pork yeah uh barbecue sauce
2: yeah with (laughs) that's uh that's pretty intense with uh, With more bacon bacon crumbles yeah
0: that's uh would you luke bc i don't think i'm gonna meet my weight loss goals eating that one nope I,
2: I would hope you would say yes, so you'd have to give that a try. Hey, look, there's very convenient ways to cook the, the silent killer that is hot dogs as well. You, Hey, you ever you ever have an old beer can, but you don't want to wait in line to recycle it for a nickel because you're going to get uh, Newark Penn Station diseases from the handling it, Luke? You can build your own beer can grill. This is kind of uh, ingenious, right?
0: Okay, so if the apocalypse happens and there's nothing else to do other than this, yeah, this is great.
2: Yeah, this and those uh, military meals—you know those things, Luke?
0: MREs, meals ready to eat.
2: Dude, I still have a box of those. For uh, there was an ice storm in October of like 2011 in this area, Luke, that we didn't have power for eight days. The the National Guard was giving those out. Dude, I was bringing those to ESPN for night shifts and just eating them every night as my dinner. You're probably not surprised by that, right? Based on the did you my did living. you at
0: least heat them up the correct way?
2: Oh no no yeah with the way where you pour the you pour the water bottle in it and then yeah. it just instantly turns into a cooker.
0: Yeah. It's right. wild, Luke.
2: Okay. Right. Uh would you uh would you eat anything off of this guy's bicycle grill? Because when we're talking about geniuses in the modern era, this guy should win some award.
0: Dude, can this guy just get hit by a car and we can stop doing <laughs> no. this? I mean- if he
2: if he like I mean, if he either sells those or just gives them out, I mean I'm down for this. Luke, he's helping the community, right? I hate him. Okay. Uh finally, Luke, I don't know uh what you know, country they call uh, breakfast foods, different things like crepes, you know, and croissants. Um, this looks to me like a, a genitalia waffle. Your thoughts?
0: Have we done this ten times now? <laughs> this is, you know, look at. Yeah. <laughs> We've done this bit ten times now. BC, we have done this exact fucking video. Not with
2: no, not with the breakfast volvas, Luke. We haven't done that. Okay, we have not done that. All right, this is a new wrinkle. But there you go. Would you?
0: would you
2: oh my oh God. <laughs> okay cancel the show cancel the show next one hey let's go over to abuela look we haven't checked in on abuela in a while but uh heard she had a good time at her friend's birthday party over the weekend look here's footage
0: oh wow <laughs> oh wow
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of America. That's
0: definitely not the abuela in my house, but I will say that um, I've certainly seen things like this.
2: (laughs) Have you ever seen life on a Florida highway, Luke? It's just a different Mad Max uh, beyond uh, (laughs) beyond Thunderdome type feel. Check out this road rage.
0: Holy fucking shit. Uh, They would walk away with their pride. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, why would you ever live in Florida? I mean. There you go. There you go. DeSantis 2024, Luke, coming
2: your way. Hey, how about we rate that, Tad? Everybody enjoys that. Luke, Sean Brady went back to the ink station again to yeah. get a little piece on the side of his neck. Your thoughts?
0: Love it. Super well done. Um, Shading looks great. It's tradi- It's American traditional. Placement is great. Uh execution's great. Art concept is great. I have nothing bad to say about it. I love it. Yeah, his ear that looks, looks like a shit show, though. Good lord, look at that <laughs> Oh dumpling. wow! Wow! I mean, look, come on, you're not I mean, kidding. I mean, I mean, who wants some dim sum on Sean Brady's fucking face? Look at that <laughs> dumpling! I'm not Good even lord. sure that's.
2: That's in good taste to say that out loud, Luke. I, I'm here for it. it's a badge, just like my toes, Luke. It tells a story of how I've how he got here and where he's been. It right? tells
0: a story that you don't wash your fucking ass enough. That's the hit not <laughs> that's him but you. I, that's not true. All right, rate this. You you from... started the show bragging about not showering. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, I'm going to work on hygiene in the new year at home. All right, my my road hygiene's top notch, Luke. So you I, wanted home, me to yeah. listen
0: more, and now I am. I don't know if you want that exactly. <laughs>
2: No, I do, I do. Hey, rate this tat from the Uruguayan goalkeeper, Sebastian Sosa. Luke, your thoughts?
0: Uh, Uruguay. I don't... This is a terrible tattoo in every way. Um, oh, wow. <coughs> I mean, I don't know what the fuck is up with his hair, and that lion looks like a piece of shit, and... It's just an awful tattoo. It's a really, really awful tattoo.
2: Wow, that was that was Mister Hebos level aggression out of you right there. Look at that. Okay, hey, celebration of the week time. Speaking of soccer, hey Luke, Argentina won the World Cup and the whole world cared. Check out this guy's celebration.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking a. Luke, it got messy there. Che the baluro,
2: Yeah. yeah. Damn. He could have used the hand of God to open that door for him, Luke. Wow. I like All how right. drunk
0: people are no more coordinated than hummingbirds. You ever seen hummingbirds run into a screen door like that? Yeah. Yeah, I have. I have.
2: Uh, but that's actually not the best celebration of the week. It came in this Filipino basketball game, Luke. Check this out. From way downtown. Bang, baby. Okay, that is good. Oh, that's that is, badass, that is pretty good,
0: right? Dude, have you been watching the highlights of, um God, what's his face? Uh, the dude who played a million teams. He played for the Lakers, and now he plays in Taiwan. What's his name? Um, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Have you seen the Dwight Howard highlights from Taiwan? I watched his entire first game
2: that went into overtime, and it was like, it's like you want to praise him because he had like 40 points and 30 rebounds, but he also like, it was like watching... You know, a retired NBA guy go down to the YMCA and uh and just kind of F around for a while, knowing that at any point he could turn on that next gear. And you know, he eventually got to that gear, Luke, but it was a little I don't know, it was a little it was interesting. Yeah.
0: Man, if I I, I would love to play in Taiwan, that'd be fucking awesome. Great. I food, had a friend great-
2: who who was like decent at basketball in, in our age level in my town, like decent, solid, like okay, okay. And then he was a German exchange student for a year in high school, and he was like I tore every situation up. Like I was Magic Johnson driving the lane, like throwing passes around my back. He was like, it was the best year of my life in that regard. I want that. You know what I mean? Like Dude. if I if I moved to Deadwood, Luke, and I was single, it would be the same thing.
0: How about Stack telling us pre-Venezuelan collapse that when he was like 19 and he his first pro gig out of high school was playing in Venezuela as a young guy, I was like, oh, that must have been. A little bit of fun. I could yeah, only imagine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Good thing they didn't have Facebook back then or anything like that. Uh Luke, we close with this. Sometimes, you know, you could trends in terms of decency and law change, and then, you know, we can all pull up this old video where someone said something and we're like, damn, man, do they really say that? What do you like Chris Collinsworth? You know him, the football analyst. Not especially. You know, he does that like famous thing and well, you know, he used to be a player and he used to get you know attention from ladies because of that let's go back to this file photo uh interview video of him talking about his social life outside the game
0: being a bachelor and and uh playing football have a lot of similarities between them you go out and there's not anything in the world any more competitive than going out and trying to find the girl
1: Collinsworth is a wide receiver with all the right moves, on and off the field. Like the crafty player he is, you never know when to take him seriously. So Chris, why do you think those girls really like you?
0: I think probably because of the money, you know, and I'm not going to deny it. I walk around with $100 bills hanging out of my pockets usually and uh, try and give it my best shot because before I ever made any money, it was pretty much uh, big nothings bill. I like girls that aren't too bright because you can trick them a little bit. The punk rockers all love me. That those are my big girls, and uh, high school girls love me. Fourteen to eighteen, I'm a big star with them. As soon as they, you know, as soon as they mature, after about eighteen years old, they start figuring out that wait a minute, I know there's better than that out there. Dude, that is uh, he. he... Sounds like an MK viewer. Yeah, I was like,
2: I I can't see too well. Is that that David Appleton right there? Is that Bill Shakespeare, Luke? I mean, good Lord, right? Wow.
0: Yikes. Yikes. Dude, the 80s were different, man. I'm telling you. They were
2: a different time, Luke. They were a much, you know, I love the, he's like, yeah, I just walk around with $100 bills hanging out of my pocket because before I was famous, I had a big nothing when it comes to sex. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's great.
0: At least you know what works for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Is that it? We're done? That's all
2: the shit I got for the week. If, if we survive. You have it. you have somehow
0: managed to drag this show out to two hours despite my protests about it. But here we are. So reminder, folks, we're going to be in London. We're going to be in London February 8th. Come see us. Pod Live. I think it's pod-live.com for tickets. Or you can just use the QR code on the screen right here. Put your old phone up there. Come see us in London. Uh, Showtime is the label that pays. Showtime.com. 30-day free trial if you like it you can keep it if not you can bounce or of course don't forget uh 3.99 a month for the first six months morning combat at gmail.com is of course going to be the email for wednesday's fan subs friday's dead wrong wednesday will be uh still in this scenario Friday show will be together because this week we're going to be in washington dc for the showtime pay-per-view tank davis fights oh and then morningcombat.store.
2: <coughs> well we kind of effed up luke because so many of our fans will already be in the city this week for for the Gen 6 reunion um and you know maybe some of them are boxing fans too and they're there for the pay-per-view you know we could have done a live show i know we're doing one in london that's what our efforts are pointing at but imagine if we did like a live one at like Forge theater and we like recreated the moment with uh with booth and, and lincoln luke you and i
0: yeah i just shoot you in the fucking face <laughs>
2: wow okay <laughs> in the face yes there you go thank you in the but, face uh,
0: uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun week. Uh, should be uh, a, a rewarding week, and I'm ready to get 2023 started on the right foot. Yeah, go.
2: seriously, Luke, let's step our game up. Let's take it to a whole new level. I think we actually, I mean, first of all, that's the goal. That's what you want. But all the success, which is hard to really frame, like what do all these awards mean and these opportunities outside of, hey, they want us in England, let's go to England. Let's go MK and UK. Let's bring it. Is um, you know, It puts pressure on you to raise you know, our respective games to the next level. And it's not just us. It's our production team. It's uh, the planning people behind the scenes. It's 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 the whole unit. You know what I'm saying? It's the whole operation, Luke. And uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to be different. I'm ready to be better. I'm ready to change lives. And, uh, you know, it, even if your day sucked, I hope that you can go to bed going, BC forcing that show to two hours. The, that was the best 120 minutes of my day. I didn't even need Ricky Rocket, you know?
0: uh, It probably wasn't the best 120 minutes, but it was a decent show just the same. All right, we're back on Wednesday. We appreciate you guys tuning in for Malka, CBS Sports, and Showtime, as well as the King of Connecticut, Brian Campbell. I'm Luke Thomas. Talk to you folks on Wednesday, and until next time, may all of your gains be loyal. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.